0: Okay, now I've got three hikers in the car, and you're not day hikers. You're actually like doing it, right? Oh yeah, all yeah. the way. What's your trail name? Ten gallon. Wiz. Wiz? Yeah. Is that because you pee all over the trail? <laughs> I'm
1: also very bright.
0: Very but bright. All oh, wiz. Pees on the trail. And you but pee on yeah, the I trail. Do and your name's Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Because you're fucking big. <laughs> all right, so you know I'm not even working today, by the way. Right now I'm off duty. But I saw Big Daddy and 10 Gallon on the side of the road, obviously looking for a ride with their thumbs out. And so I picked them up, and then we saw Wiz, the Wiz kid over here, hanging out. And so now I've got three very pungent hikers in the car, and my head is just above the cartoon smell line. Uh. And uh, I'm feeling okay. I'm kind of used to it. And we're taking them to the movie theater so they can destroy somebody else's movie-watching experience. And uh, I hope you're going to see something really shitty where there's nobody else in there. Otherwise, it's going to be very interesting for that uh, watching audience. What are you going to see? We're going to see Dunkirk. What is that? It's about the
1: evacuation of World War II.
0: Oh, you'll be alone in there. That's perfect. (laughs) It's all you. So you guys all met on the trail? Uh Yeah. Look Look how cute you are, Wiz. No, yeah. Why are you looking next at th- big fucking daddy, next daddy next over there? Me, daddy. <laughs> no, you're all a good-looking group of human beings. How long have you been out there?
2: Uh, almost five months.
0: Yeah, How yeah. you feeling? Thinner. Oh yeah. Hungry. Hungry. Tired. Yeah. But yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 Did you have a beard when you started? No, no.
1: This is. This
0: Did you look anything like you do now when you started? Nope. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Definitely. So five months, you've dropped twenty, right? Uh just about. Yeah. Yeah. What about Wiz? You dropped some LBs back there? Uh,
1: I dropped 20 at the beginning of the series. So I don't
0: know what. It huh. What about you, long, tall, lost daddy? lost a whopping 30 pounds. Yes! Wow. Probably like 25 Wow, you lost like another human being attached to you. Basically. You lost a baby, dude. lost my beer gut. That wasn't my baby. Wow. <laughs> well, I have to go fucking fumigate my car now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, I carry this intentionally. I'm showing them rose water with glycerin. Huh. <laughs> and, and, and windows down. And by the way, the, the ride is on me, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, thank you. We really appreciate it. it don't want to touch these nice to chat with you guys for a minute. You will be probably on the next show, so look for it by name.
2: Citizen 44. <laughs> Citizen 44.
0: All right, babies, be safe right, out there. Much, yeah, let me it. open the trunk so I don't take off with your shit. <laughs> your wife's <Bye>. back there? <laughs> <Later> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Days ago I took a girl from Sydney, Australia, who's a police officer, all the way to Shelter Cove, which is on the other side of Crater Lake. It's 153 miles from here. So she was gonna hike from that trailhead to yeah. Portland yeah. and then meet her mother and go to Hawaii for a week and then go home. But you guys are like hardcore doing the whole thing? We yeah. started
1: Mexican border,
0: yeah. Oh yeah, you're doing the real deal. So what are your trail names?
1: My trail name is Acorn. Acorn? Yes. That's cute.
0: Why Acorn?
1: Uh, because we were in a huge storm in Ridewood. Yes. Um, like there was hailing and wind and everything. So I took the Acorn Trail down and I met two other guys. Yeah. I was going back and forth with them, but I didn't know their name and they didn't know mine. I was like, hey, you really should do the Acorn Trail. It's really like on the rim up there. It's really dangerous. They're like, oh, no, we're going to do, we don't want to miss any PCT miles. Right. So they hiked on and I met them one week later. And they saw me, they were like, Acorn! And I was like, oh, no, you're shocked. Oh, that's and they're so They're like, perfect. yeah, we just started calling you that because we didn't know your name. And every single mile we went on after we left you, we were like, damn, we should have gone with the Acorn Girl because it was really horrible. Ah, ha,
0: ha, <laughs> that's funny. And what is your trail name? <laughs> uh, bin Chicken? Bin Chicken? Yeah. As in B I N or B E E N? B I N, like a trash can. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, what the hell is that? <laughs> It's this, uh, it's like a trash bird in Australia, in Sydney where I'm from. That Sydney girl definitely would have known what it was. Okay. And it's like, I just was rummaging through a lot of hiker boxes uh, during the start of the trail and just like getting my food. Because
1: so like in every town we have, people can leave stuff they don't need in boxes. Oh of right, boxes yeah. right. Because maybe somebody else needs it. So, right, right. so if you want to like save money, the first thing you do in town you get and like see what's in the heiko box
0: yeah yeah yeah. it's like a like a goodie bag yeah
1: Yeah. and in Australia they have like the ibis like the bird yeah they have that in Sydney in the town and they were like they're like the rubbish birds like they're going through all the rubbish and that's why Uh,
2: we had this like one night we got really drunk in the first um, town that we got to and I was just telling this story about bin chickens and the, the next day this guy saw me like going through it like such a thin
0: chicken. Oh, that's so genius. <laughs> Did you guys start out together?
1: No. We met before we went to, into the high Sierras, into the snow, because there was so much snow. It's a high record snow year this year. Ah. Yeah. We had uh, ice axes and crampons yeah. and, and
0: all oh, that. Oh, good, 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 So, good, yeah, good. and
1: people grouped up because it, it's too dangerous to go south. So yeah, that's yeah. how we met, actually.
0: Nice. Yeah. Well, just so you know, uh, my friend Darren and his now wife... They've met each other on the PCT. No And way. they're now married.
1: No way. Way.
0: And her trail name is Machine because she could fucking crank out 25 a day.
1: Yeah. yeah we, did. we did 35 uh, yesterday.
0: What? <laughs> yeah. You guys are maniacs, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're both Americans?
0: Yeah. When he went on the trail, he was 40 and she was 22. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he found himself a nice, beautiful young woman to... The
1: machine.
0: The machine. He married the machine, man. (laughs) I don't even know what the hell his trail name is. And so it's very sweet. And actually, they got married near Yosemite, and...
1: Aww, that's and, uh, nice. Yosemite was really nice. Yeah, it was
0: it's super beautiful.
1: beautiful. It was the first time we really got out of the snow because you see, we had like one month of snow. We didn't see the trail for one month. We were just with our GPS and our ice right, axes right. trying to find the way. And Yosemite, I remember, is like the first time we really saw trail again and there was no snow. We could walk on dirt again. It was really nice.
0: Right. So, you guys having a good time? Yes. Yeah. But
1: now we're really happy right now. We're kind of celebrating because now we. Finally in Oregon because we've been hiking through California for four months now.
0: Wow, that's so long. California is so.
1: California is so, so big.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah.
1: Because I'm from Germany and like Germany is south of Oregon, so for me California was like it's not even a country. Like it's not a country; it's a state, and it's like felt like it would never end. At one point, we got really depressed. We was like, okay, we're never gonna get out of the state ever.
0: Wow, but see, that's cool because just when you think. It sucks. There is a light at the end of the tunnel.
1: That actually... That was kept us going. Like, once we're in Oregon, we can, like, do the next step and the next... Because now you can't just think... Because Oregon is, like, 550, and then you have right. to to Washington, and you have, like, 500-something left. Yeah, you have to do 1,700 miles. it California.
0: But see, that's a huge milestone. That's an excellent achievement. And now it'll be easier.
1: And also because... Oregon is, I think, more flat than California was, and mm. Washington will be, Right. so you can like really pump up some miles. Right,
0: right, right, right. Which
1: is also kind of sad, because I think Oregon is really beautiful, and we're just going to fly through it. There are people who walk through Oregon in 10 days.
0: It's so fast.
1: We're not going to do that, but I don't think we're going to take more than 20.
0: Right. Yeah, it's very beautiful here.
1: Yeah, I really hope I can jump in some lakes on the way. Oh, you will. <laughs>
0: Look, you're already here. <laughs> well, here's the deal. No charge today for the oh. PCT hikers. Acorn and bin chicken. Oh my god, what a fucking name that oh, is. Oh
1: my god, dude. you're a trail <laughs> angel. Thank you very much. Oh, of course, Thanks, you're lovely. Thank, Thank you. Thank you
0: so much. Yeah, you guys have a great time out there.
1: You have a nice weekend.
0: Thanks. Is it weekend? Too. Yeah, it's
1: Saturday, right? Yeah. You okay, yeah. can really lose track obviously. No, I, days are, that's days how
0: you, nothing. well, this <laughs> is how you know all that, concept of time is totally manufactured yeah. it's all just it's one just like, big experience
1: oh the sun is up we should start hiking oh the sun is down let's find a campsite well that's how we've
0: always done it before we came up with clocks and all that's this right. bullshit It's we nice Hi. to see you thank you, so thank you much. very much you're very nice. welcome right. bye bye yeah. wow she is so cute
2: well it's fabulous it's uh i mean uh but have I done a thousand seven hundred and sixteen? I think is the number. You've already huh? done
0: seventeen hundred and sixteen yeah. miles. Holy yeah. cow! So Did you start in Mexico or Canada? Uh,
2: uh, on the border, camper.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I
2: started there, and uh, yeah, just got over the Californian border yesterday.
0: You must be very grateful to be out of California.
2: Uh, you know what? It's uh, it was quite it's the long, adventure place, but it's long. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean. I started on the 27th of April, and what's the date now? The 14th or the 13th?
0: Yeah, 15th. And
2: that long to be on trails. Yeah. Just in one stage, you know, so pretty chuffed to be in um, Oregon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, now we've got wildfires up ahead that we've got
0: to somehow negotiate. But I heard that
2: uh, Crater Lake had just opened. Oh, good. Yeah, I was pretty chuffed about that.
0: Well, I had driven someone to Shelter Cove, which is a oh about 50 miles beyond crater lake okay and drop them off I, you know i've had hikers in the car all week actually <laughs> which is always very entertaining
2: well i'm pretty happier with it opening up but um, i heard um, mount jefferson and the sisters area have been closed now oh so,
0: so what do you do
2: do I mean, I, how do you get
0: around? What you can't get around?
2: Oh uh, well, I'm st- I'm st- still hoping that I can actually walk, uh, road walk it around because I haven't not I haven't missed any steps right uh, along the way. So I'm really trying to see if I can still continue that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Where are you uh, from? road walking is awful. Uh, South Africa is my accent, <laughs> okay. but I live in the Yukon in Canada. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So a little far from home, whichever way you look at it. No, no, you
0: definitely are. <laughs> What's your trail name?
2: Rhino. Rhino? I'm, I'm hiking for the rhinos to raise awareness and money for uh, rhino, the poaching for, of the rhino hall. Oh, well, tell yeah, me about that. Yeah. Um, the hike's called Hike for Rhinos, okay. and I've got a website, hikeforrhinos.com. Okay. And I'm supporting two groups, uh, the Hoodsprate Endangered Species Center uh-huh. and the South African Wildlife College, and they're both involved with anti poaching of the rhino right. methods, as well as raising of orphaned rhinos. Right. Um, because very often the mothers have been shot and now babies left. Have been
0: abandoned, yeah.
2: And it's Costs a lot of money to feed a rhino, and uh, then the other thing is veterinary bills, where these guys these
0: they get injured these
2: guys have gone and chopped out the horn, and the animals left with the big uh, cavity into the sinuses, and they can't breathe properly. And then the other part of it is also education of the locals to get them to accept rhino conservation. So you know we're dealing with the supply part of the. Poaching. Right. The demand part obviously comes from Asia, and uh, that's a huge problem. How do you stop?
0: Well, that's the traditional... question. Traditional. What do you do? How can you satisfy those people in some way so they don't feel it's necessary to murder animals?
2: Yeah, that's exactly. To make money? And, and the problem is you've got traditions, sti- things that go back many, many hundreds of years. I know, but when does
0: the behavior pattern stop? Exactly. How do you incentivize people? To just know that that's just not appropriate.
2: Uh, the problem is the wild rhino is going to be exterminated before that happens. Well, that's what's happening in Africa the,
0: with the elephant. It's the same exact thing. It's almost yeah. done. Yeah, They're it's, almost gone.
2: It's a, it's a real mess. And I don't know how you educate people to stop doing it. But uh, I heard somebody say the other day, and it was quite an interesting thing, is to flood the market with genetically... Made rhino horn, oh, which are kind of like that, idea. that. Yeah, and that way, the person who's buying doesn't know if they're getting man-made so, stuff or so if it's a real it's thing. It's leveraging
0: counterfeit. Yeah. But to make something that's close enough where they can't distinguish it. Where they can't it.
2: distinguish it. And I believe they're so right there at the moment with everything. That so, is super interesting. I think it's quite uh, interesting way of trying to deal with it because i was talking to a chinese guy the other day and he said you're wasting your time he said there's not enough time to educate people before the rhinos are right. basically wiped out right. you know? but that's a I long-term love this. plan yeah exactly so they're coming up with ingenious ways of because there's the demand supply part of it so they're right. coming up with really smart ideas of dealing with the supply part but You really need to deal with the demand thing, and that's years and years and years. How do you
0: devalue something that should not even have a value on it?
2: Absolutely, and you know what's happening now? The more rare the rhino becomes, the more expensive expensive it is, and the more valuable it is. That one left, he's
0: going to be the most expensive rhino there is.
2: Exactly, but I love this idea of of flooding the market with uh, faux horns. Yeah,
0: faux horn. Interesting, we yeah. Well, I hope anyway. that works. You owe me nothing. This is no, a, yeah, no to. trail angel.
2: Oh, oh. <laughs> my name's Rhino, Rhino. My name
0: is Mark. Mark. It's a pleasure, yeah, also. of course. No, I mean, oh,
2: thank you. That's very, very kind of you. At really I appreciate it. that. Oh,
0: I've been doing it all day. I gave a
2: bunch of oh, out, so. you know it's what? It's fun. You are a trail angel. Well, it's fun, man. It's fun. <laughs> well, I've met fabulous people on this hike and you're one of them cheers Harley. so thanks yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot
0: yeah good luck yes uh,
2: less than a thousand miles to go <laughs>
0: that's that's incredible that you can say that with a big smile on your yes. face
2: good <laughs> thank times thank you so much take care
0: you too rhino Have see you, you later day. you too bye thank bye. you bye this episode is brought to you by crater lake taxi competent drivers clean vehicles on time anytime crater lake taxi 541 541- 333 3333.
2: I am Citizen 44.
0: Please listen carefully. Hey, everybody. Mark Ehrensberg here. Welcome to a special edition of Citizen 44. I started driving a taxi. Two years ago, and that was during the summer of 2015. And this is when I was immersed in the stench of Pacific Crest Trail hikers for the first time. Now, I say that jokingly, but they do really stink. I mean, they've been out there for months and months and months walking around in their own business, and they're not carrying around sun showers and soap, although they may jump in lakes here and there, you know. They're just kind of stewing in their own juices as they make their way from Mexico to Canada. And uh, needless to say, I ended up with many of these individuals in the taxi. Oftentimes, I would pick them up at Callahan's, which is by Mount Ashland, and bring them into town, which is about a six to seven mile journey on the freeway. It's pretty quick, but you know, like I said, These are some stinky people, but lovely. And most of them are very attractive human beings. Good looking people out there dropping 20, 30 pounds and uh, uh, getting some nature on, reconnecting with themselves and uh, going on a journey. And I'm honored to be a participant in some way in this journey that they're taking. So I'm called uh, occasionally a trail angel. I... Do not charge these people for taking them on short runs. If I see them, I'm usually only taking them a mile, you know, to their hotel or to a restaurant or wherever I'm taking, the post office to pick up their drop boxes. Either way, I love doing it for free. I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's part of my here-to-serve thing. And they're having this magnanimous experience, and I'm honored to, you know, get introduced to them, and hear uh, little bits and pieces of their adventure. In this show, I've put together a few conversations with uh, some PCT hikers. PCT, of course, short for Pacific Crest Trail. And uh, I now have quite a bit of experience with these individuals and can tell you that uh, it's a pretty fascinating thing that I actually wish uh, for myself, perhaps, uh, my friend Darren and his now wife, Adrian of, I don't know, three, four years, uh, actually met on the trail six, seven years ago. Darren was staying with me here in Ashland and preparing himself to uh, take his journey. It's a huge ordeal. It's six months worth of your life derailed from your typical nine to five or whatever to five or eight or nine, whatever job thing under fluorescent lights in a cubicle or however it is that you you know, generate revenue to live, is kind of put on hold. And uh, a lot of people have given up those lives for uh, this experience to kickstart uh, a new life, uh, a different way of living, a different way of perceiving the world. And I think that's kind of what this exercise is, a way to get back to self and the primordial experience of being connected to this earth. And seriously, by walking on it for thousands of miles for months on end, it's a terrific way to re-engage with what is most important. And uh, this is something the Native Americans did. Uh, they would you know kick their, their little ones to the curb for a little while and tell them to go out and discover themselves and their world. And you know, they have the walkabouts in Australia, I believe it is. And so there are these tribal methods of uh, getting a human being to uh, explore and discover themselves, which have been around for probably thousands of years. But we've kind of abandoned all that and put ourselves in these uh, containers, houses and offices, buildings and boxes that we put ourselves in. And I feel kind of desensitized ourselves from our natural surroundings and, and even eliminated a lot of our natural fear around our environment because we can uh, kind of shelter ourselves, as it were. But I think this uh, desensitizing of ourselves from our natural environment has pushed us further from ourselves, which has, in fact, pushed us further from each other. So I loved that my first ride was with uh, Kayla. Kayla who's uh, actually a police officer, or as they call constable, in Sydney, Australia. And uh, we spent about three hours in the car as I took her to uh, Shelter Cove, which is about 153 miles from Ashland here. And uh, we had a grand time. You know, it goes quick on the way up. We're just chatting it up. She's adorable, sweet, has a great heart and a good head. And again, two summers ago, I had a lot of hikers in the car. And at that time, I was writing, which you can check out on my website, uh, com. There is a section uh, about uh, my experiences with some of these PCT hikers a couple of years ago. And they were published in the local free magazine, Sneak Preview, which I was actually featured in this past month. So if you want to read about some of these extraordinary experiences, I invite you to do so by simply clicking on the link, I believe, on my homepage of Aaronsburg.com, towards the bottom there. I think there's a picture of a taxi. Click there and uh, get to some reading. Val and the kids are home. Val's very sad, uh, and I I haven't talked to Zoe. Sam seems okay, but of course, BB is gone, and I don't know if uh, the remains of uh, uh, her cremation have been delivered yet to them, but I think they'll be okay. Everything, of course, is what it is. And death is probably one of the most difficult things that we have to deal with. I'm sure some people, when their plants die, they become very attached. We become attached to our living organism, brother, sister, cousins, other things. So it's tough to let them go. But we have to because that is what is going to happen to us. We are all out of here, man. We're all out of here at some point. Also, I talked to Acorn and uh, Acorn was with Bin Chicken. And the Acorn thing was relatively incredible as most of the coincidences in my life because uh, earlier that day, I had lunch with Alan and his daughter, uh, Amelia, and her boyfriend, Jakob, who were visiting from Copenhagen. And Alan pulled an Acorn out of his pocket. And of course, at that time, I didn't realize the serendipity or more synchronicity that was going to ensue. But he had pulled out an acorn and taken a picture of it with his iPhone, and his iPhone takes really sharp, beautiful pictures. And then, of course, I don't know, four or five hours later, I was in my taxi uh, with a beautiful young woman from Germany sitting in the passenger seat uh, with the trail name of Acorn. Boo and I really shut the door the other night. I had not communicated with her. And then I, I thanked her, as I've done with whomever I've had to say goodbye to, because, you know, it's I get a great deal out of these relationships. A relationship could last a millisecond or a million years. There's no time limit. So we shouldn't put anything on anything. They are what they are as long as they are for whatever reason they are. And Boo and I were, for whatever reason we were as long as we could be, and that's what we did. And so I thanked her and wished her the best. And she sent me a couple of pictures of her and you could tell she was trying to re-engage. And I said, thanks for the pictures. And then she sent back a message stating, oh, maybe you don't want me to send you pictures anymore. And I said, thank you. And then she said, well, maybe, maybe you think it's better that we don't communicate anymore. And I said, "It's better for me. I do not know what's best for you, but I know what's best for me." And uh, and she said goodbye, and and then I I typed goodbye. So as far as I'm concerned, that's it. Now my buddies in Thailand are taking odds that she and I are going to get back together. But based on the last couple days, I think uh, it went from well, Nick, good looking Nick. Bet me a round-trip ticket from Bangkok to Louis to visit me. I'm going to now have my hernia procedure in Lui, and it's kind of all being taken care of and scheduled for me. Fuck, it's really great that I have friends literally all over the country. From one visit, I have people. I have my own people that I've connected with that I can continue to enjoy what i uh, was created while I was there, so Johnny is going to uh, find out dates and uh, get me scheduled in. And we found out I can get this done fairly reasonably priced, as long as I'm willing to be healing, not in a private room, but in a hall with other people. And I, I, I want to do the lowbrow thing. Actually, I'm down with that, as long as the procedure is done properly. And this is a pretty simple thing that's commonplace now. But I, I, I'm willing to, like, be in a fucking hut like I'm in the show MASH. In that way, I don't care. The cheaper, the better. As long as I get the procedure done correctly, the rest of it I don't really care about. So I have let Johnny know that, you know, go ahead and it doesn't have to be a private hospital. It can be a government hospital. And let's just get this shit done. So I feel confident. Uh, and I did anyway. I'm not really, you know, afraid of the whole thing. I'm, I love the spontaneity, you know. Again, it's a pretty minor surgery for the most part and a common procedure. So I want the best deal, baby. I don't want to be spending all my money on this shit. I want to travel and have some fun and meet some new people and go see some more elephants and do everything differently than I did it. But, you know, probably in the same places. I plan on visiting most of the same places, but obviously nothing remains the same. That's my Pacific Crest Trail is going to Thailand. That's my PCT experience. I'm not walking around here, but I'll be walking around over there. So that's my PCT experience is November. I'm going to go walk around Thailand for a month. So Boo and I, done. And uh, it feels pretty good. I'm not really thinking about her. And I'm concentrating on the podcast, the PCAST. This particular bonusy show, uh, number 15... I've got Mandy Valencia coming on. I'm going to chat with her Friday. I've got my buddy Esteban coming tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I'm stoked about that. Bring his banjo. This guy knows some off-the-beaten-path shit about stuff. in Thailand, too. I think he's got a brother that actually lives in Thailand. So we're going to touch on that. And then uh, on next week's show, we have Jerry Sullivan from Ashland Electric Bikes who came in and chatted about a lot more than he anticipated which was great, you know? I get to know these people on a, on a very personal level, and uh, I appreciate their vulnerability and their uh, candid ways about them. Of course, these are my friends, so they're fun and kooky and open, and uh, that's this community. Uh, that's why I have all these people available to me to do this show, this is the perfect community to do this show because of all the people that are willing and open and doing cool things, and uh, having a fabulous life experience. And I get to be a witness to them, and they can do this with me, and then I get to be a part of what they're doing, you know, in that way. And uh, after that, we've got Johann Ziems. Johan, my six-foot-four German buddy that we look like the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. All those Schwarzeneggers, you know, that dude's only 5'9". And I guess Danny DeVito's like five foot nothing, but I'm five four, and Johan's six four, so he's got a foot on me, and it's pretty funny walking down the street with him. So I'm stoked for him to be here. This is a guy who's been building domes for uh, I don't know twenty years uh, at Burning Man. He's at least been to Burning Man over the past twenty years, and then he started a company called Dome Guys International, and so he's been into the sacred geometry. The Buckminster Fuller plan for structures, and he's blown that out and made a career out of it and done a lot of great things. So anyway, Johan Ziem's coming up. So there you go. That's what we're doing. I hope everything's great with you out there. Show 15. I keep going because I'm having a great time doing what I'm doing. I really am. I'm having a great time doing this. And uh, I have no idea how many people are listening because I've not yet figured out this RSS code thing, which Robbie Lindauer was going to help me. But I haven't, like, really bugged him about it, so it hasn't happened. But it's far more important that I continue to do the show than figure out how to get it on iTunes. And uh, I know there's some people listening. As a matter of fact, yesterday, again, was Drunk as Fuck Tuesday here in Ashland. And a very cute girl, Melissa she wasn't drunk as fuck. She was pretty buzzed. Last time I picked her up, she was drunk as fuck. But from the backseat told me that she had listened to every episode, every show, every podcast that I'd made and I didn't charge her for the ride. And then I picked her up again last night. I didn't recognize her and she was giggling in the back backseat uh, with her date and she said, hey, it's me, Melissa, your biggest fan kind of thing. Listen to your shows and... Super sweet, very cute girl. But this time, I dropped her off unknowingly at an address right next door to where my kids and my ex live. And I know that I've been seeing this cute blonde when I go over there with the taxi. And she's waving and very sweet. But I never put, you know, three and eight together to get 11. So there you go. That's Melissa. Lives next door to my kids. Very cute. Big fan. Last night again, I said, hey, let me give you a hug. Got out of the car, gave her a hug. And said uh, no charge but she's she's a tough girl had her credit card out and said no you're gonna charge me and was very serious about it so I ran it through and charged her a dollar and then I gave her the thing and uh, she gave me a $30 tip so (laughs) I appreciate your appreciation of what I'm doing here this is for you PCT hikers this is for you Melissa this is for my kids the show is for all of us
3: weeks ago at our central station so our main station in the city police officers up there had an encounter with a guy who was coming at them with a knife and from what he'd said it sounds like he wanted to die from police and he came running at cops with a knife and they shot him dead and that's the first time not the first time but we don't have those kind of incidents very often it's rare it's, it is very rare
0: I huh guess. well that's um, good i mean i'm glad to hear that
3: yeah it's just unfortunate that we have those sort of things and then people then scrutinize the police actions as well like
0: well there's the self-defense though exactly. i mean exactly although day, you know something look at in today's day and age with the technology we have it seems insane that you would have to kill anybody yeah we have rubber bullets we have tasers we have all these things that are not, uh, will not fatally wound anybody. Mm-hmm. Why universally, why globally have we not agreed that the certain level of force that mm-hmm. is necessary to stop someone, unless they have a gun and they're trying to yeah. kill you, which is another thing. But if it's anything other than a gun, you should be able to stop them
3: yeah. from proceeding. Well, see, we don't do rubber bullets. Um, and with the taser, it's a, sometimes it's a... It's a hit and miss. If you don't get literally, a, if yeah, if you don't get a good connection, and doesn't stop them, and they keep coming towards you.
0: Come on, though. With all the technology we have, we can't come up with something oh, yeah. that's accurate yeah. that will knock someone down yeah. and put them out for ten minutes. Yeah. So you can just you know incarcerate them. Yeah, just get yeah, yeah, calm the
3: situation. Literally, yeah.
0: just pick them up and stick them in a car, yeah. and they should be out. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Sorry. I don't... I just don't understand us. It's we're just, crazy. you are fucking cavemen. I swear to God it still. It's not good.
3: And we don't even have the best stuff. Like, we see... I think the tases that we have now are like three behind kind of what you guys have had. Like, we don't even get... We don't even have the best stuff. In saying that, we don't use them a whole lot. Like, our appointments aren't always called upon because we don't get as... Serious situations is probably what you guys get because every second person who knows if they've actually got a firearm on,
0: it's crazy to think that. It's crazy, man. I'm just so sick of the way we are towards each other and that there's no reasonability around any of it. You shouldn't actually need to require a police force. No. It's ridiculous that there are people in authority telling you you shouldn't do the things you should know you shouldn't do
3: exactly like save my parents got into a fight and it's a dv like domestic violence related incident and then there's like avos applied for so i don't know if you guys have avos over here
0: what's avo um
3: so like an apprehended violence order so it pretty much says on this the basic conditions of it is it says that you can't assault you can't harass you can't intimidate another person i'm like why should you have to have a piece of paper that says that you can't do that? Why
0: do you need the Ten Commandments to tell you not to kill anybody? Exactly. It's ap- exactly. We should be self-governed. But the problem with that is there's no fundamental education yeah. to put us all on the same page. hundred percent. So mm-hmm. if that were in place, all this would be not as we see it. Mm-hmm. And we would know how to act. Yeah. You just, but it has to be a a fundamental part of your training. Just like you get trained. We need to be properly trained so we know how to coexist together and, and just have some reasonability around, uh, living, but we don't. And so as long as we don't, this cycle of insanity and hypocrisy will continue until we decide that we are worth. And that we have enough appreciation, mutual appreciation for each other, that there is an insurance that although you don't come with an operator's manual, there are a certain number of people that know what there's a certain level of predictability in your behavior. And you should know to be able to prepare for that. But this is the only reason you have a fucking job. Yeah. It's because we are failing each other. Exactly. And it's very sad. It and is. this country predominantly of the whole world who should actually be setting a standard for oh, this yeah. type of thing is probably the weakest biggest terrorist organization on the planet.
3: It's crazy. It, yeah.
0: So I'm a little embarrassed to be a human being most of the time. I, I'm I certainly embarrassed to be a, to. an American. Yeah,
3: like just and like I even think back to when I was younger and stuff like that the world didn't seem to be as bad as what it is now, but
2: like, there wasn't.
3: It wasn't. It just seems to have just changed, and I don't even know what brought about the change or when the change really happened. But you just notice it so much more now. Like everything in the news is about some form of like a terrorist attack or something like that happening. And I'm like, when did all of this really come alive? Like,
0: well, don't you know what the this- fundamental basis of terrorism is? Being hurt. Yeah. You yeah. cannot keep oppressing people and not expect them to respond exactly so that is the ultimate response is I'm going to fucking kill you and everybody in your country because you're not listening to us and you have no respect for our culture yeah and so I understand I have actually empathy for those even though you talk to my father and he he wants to wipe them all out it's like well this is why we have this problem is because you have no feelings for these people it's got
3: to go both ways of course how do you have How do you have one race or one religion or something that's better than the other... Well, there isn't. ...and say that what you're doing is wrong, but if you're going to then go do the exact same thing Well, that's hypocrisy, and
0: that's why our children are fucked up. Tell your children you need to share, and then we don't share, and then you tell people, you know, not to hit, but we hit. Yeah. So how are they going to know what's right or wrong, which they do when they get here, but then they have a demonstration. Their environment Mm -hmm. shows them, oh, and I trust and love my parents... So they must be right. Yeah. In Thailand, I mean, they have their own brand of crazy there, but they're all very sweet people.
3: Yeah, very chilled, very relaxed.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're totally undereducated, but their value system around family is mm-hmm. a little... Well, maybe not around family, but I never saw in seven months one person yell at another person. Oh, no. Nothing like that. I even came home to my sweet little town of Ashland, and it was so loud and obnoxious and... and It's really, you know, it's a pretty forward-thinking, intelligent town. Uh, But it didn't feel like it when I returned.
3: Yeah. And it certainly seems like a very quiet town. It's a
0: great place. I've been there 15 years, and I still love it. But when I came back, it was asshole central. It was unbelievable, the contrast that I was being delivered. And I've, you know, obviously eased back into it. But I must have received a dozen apologies after, literally within two weeks. It's like, why are you people so angry with me? What did I do? Come home? So this is your first big to-do by yourself. Yep. And your mom said bye-bye at the airport, (laughs) tears streaming down her face, hoping she'd see you again. Yep. And you're inspired to do this because of what?
3: So, really crazy story. So my ex-partner is actually... um, He was in the police force as well. Yeah. And we were together for a bit over three years. And he is now locked up he's been charged and arrested
0: he was a police officer and now well, he's on the other side
3: well no technically he still is because oh what so happened- he's a
0: police officer in jail yes okay what did he yeah. do
3: it's really crazy but it's like along the lines of like sexual harassment and like stalking and stuff like that did
0: you know any
3: had no idea he's got a double life had no wow. idea and, and this was going on before him and I were together um, and then whilst we were together it was still all happening and it was happening to people that I know and they obviously didn't know that it was him on the other side of him and things like that but um Speaking yeah, mental so, health
0: holy cow well
3: yeah so that's what I'm thinking but then so he did have a firearms license and stuff like that but then it expired so then when they arrested him he had um and he might have had ammunition I don't think he actually had firearms on him but obviously that then is still an offence because his license was expired so Right. he's been charged with that sort of stuff as well so just with all of that kind of going on I was like you know what I need to kind of go away and clear my head of all of this and just kind of come to terms with it all be at peace with everything that's happened and then kind of go back and
0: start again start
3: again pretty much yes
0: so, but why this particular exercise?
3: I don't know. It's something that... And a lot of people have said, like, look, I would never, ever think to do something like this by myself. And I'm like, well, you know what? I, I'll never get a chance to be out here by myself again. Like, I'm like 27. I don't plan on being by myself for a whole lot longer. But figured, you know what? Let's go somewhere where it's quiet. It's peaceful. It's... Somewhere where I can be, it just me and my thoughts. Right. Where it's not just a normal holiday and you're kind of going out partying and stuff like that. Right. It's it's kind of more.
0: No, you're on a walkabout, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But how did you
0: come to the even the idea of doing this? Oh, I'd seen the movies. I've read the book, the wild one. Yeah. Okay. You know they filmed some of that where you just were. Oh, really? No, no. You're tied into an experience, honey. I mean. Yes, it's yeah, well, it, yeah. yes. Yeah.
3: Part of your flow of consciousness. Yes. And like, cause I'd seen it. I like, would seen it in the movie years ago. And I was like, oh, we would love to do that. And then I kind of like raised the idea of it like last year, and I was like, oh no, nah, I don't think so. And then this year, when everything started happening with my ex-partner, I was like, no, hundred percent, I need to just go and do this by myself. Was
0: while, she your so. police partner too?
3: No. So we don't have like direct partners. Okay. Like, we work in a station, but and we'll be on a team, but every shift we're not guaranteed to be working
0: with the same person. Okay. That's probably a good idea.
3: Yeah, I think it avoids issues of like corruption and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. If you're with the same person, you're more likely, if they're going to do something dodgy, you're more likely to have their back about it.
0: Of course. Too much loyalty in that way. Yeah, 100%.
3: Yeah. In saying that, I've worked with like, with the same people like often, but just not every shift. Right. And you always have preferred people that you want to work with. Of course,
0: of course. Yeah. Huh. Fascinating.
3: Yeah, so... A bit full on, but
0: so you're walking. I'm taking you to Shelter Cove, which uh-huh. is 153 miles from where we just started in Ashland. Yep, and you are going to walk to Portland,
3: hopefully, walk up to C- Cascade Locks, I think it is up there. So okay. that's where I was always going to finish, but I was going to start from Ashland. Um, but because depend- of the fires, depending because of the fires, I might, and obviously, depending on how. I feel like walking, stuff like that. I might walk past Cascade Locks and then come back down and then fly out of Portland.
0: Okay, okay.
3: Yeah, and then I'm doing Hawaii on the way home as a. What? Relaxation. Oh, no, my just, God. I'm just going there for a, like, a beach. Yeah, lay no, by, I get in it. in the sun. I
0: get it. All the all opposite of what you're about to Pretty embark much. on. Yeah, so yes. at least
3: by the time I get home, Balance. I'll be a lot more relaxed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. not. My body might not be in so much pain by the time. I get yeah, back. no,
0: that's a nice, <laughs> intelligent treat. Yeah,
3: and it's halfway on the way home anyway. Like, it's not... It's somewhat halfway between here so well, it's on you know? your way home yeah exactly yeah okay so it seems like a good enough just pop off a little yeah. Hawaiian
0: vacation
3: exactly and for what like a week come. um yeah I think it's about a week and my mom's gonna come and stop there she's flying over to stop oh, in oh perfect so, yeah and oh we'll my do some god. shopping over there as
0: well so. oh my god you girls are gonna have such a good time <laughs> it
3: should be good so I'll lay by the pool with a cocktail and I will be fine
0: uh, <laughs> well I will be interested to hear from you after your journey yeah for sure how that goes
3: yeah how crazy it is how much my body's probably gonna be in extreme amounts of pain I'm sure
0: well maybe not because you know you will you are creating how long will you be actually walking
3: well I was always gonna aim for about four weeks um, but give or take how long it takes me to get up there and if I decide to stop along the way
0: I actually think you're stuff. gonna have the opposite experience that you have in your head you are gonna be in such fantastic shape by the time you're done, oh, I think so, That you'll look actually look. be in better condition than you ever have oh, been yeah. in your life,
3: yeah.
0: And the aches and pains that you maybe had before because you weren't as in great condition will go away. Mm-hmm.
3: I think these first few days, my body's oh no, gonna you're gonna like, get your ass kicked you off. No,
0: no, you're definitely gonna rebel on yourself,
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, yep.
0: And how how much weight are you carrying?
3: Um, so when I left home, and that was without That's food. Right, you kilograms. Yeah, we do it in kilo yes. kilos. So when I left home, that was without food and without water. I was about at 11 and a half kilos. Yeah. And now I've added in five, almost five-ish kilos of water, and then all of my food. So I'm thinking I'm probably in the area of probably about 17 kilos. 17.
0: So is that about 30 pounds, 25 pounds?
3: Thereabouts. I don't like know. Do the, I'll do the Isn't that when phones are full When you don't know an answer you
0: And how come the whole world is not operating On the same measurement uh, I mean come I on know. what are we doing Same as
3: miles and kilometers It's so but, stupid ugh, It's ridiculous
0: It's so easy. I actually Google. It's so easy. There's oh, a microphone. Is. You don't even have to <laughs> type anything.
3: <laughs> I know. It's, it's, it, and it's so lazy, though. Like, do you think you can just do everything without having to really bother to do anything?
0: It's not lazy if you're levering, leveraging technology and you're still doing things. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yes. I mean, people can't count change back anymore because there's a computer that tells them how much to put in the customer's hand. But... Yeah, it, it is making us a little stupid. So
3: 18 kilos is 39 pounds. 39, is 39
0: pounds? 30 <gasps> pounds? That yeah. seems like a lot for that journey.
3: Yeah, I know. I probably packed a few things that I probably didn't need, but I will Well, you're
0: going to know it after you get going for oh, a yeah. while, and you're going to go, Oh, yeah. man. That... Well, in
3: saying that, I'll be like eating food, so I'll slowly get less. That's meat, true. And I'll be drinking my water, so That's I'll slowly true. get a little bit That's less. That's true. So...
0: Typically, my understanding is it's no more than 30 pounds. Oh,
3: and that, but that's people who usually do a lot of it. They usually go like the whole way through, and they like, super super lightweight stuff.
0: That's true. So, that's and true.
3: And saying that's only an estimate, so I could be a lot lighter than
0: that. Right. As well. Okay.
3: Who knows. I'll have extremely fit legs by the time
0: I come. You are going to be smoking tight, man. <laughs> and That's it'll be what's
3: summertime up. when I get. We'll, it will be going into summertime when I get home. As and
0: well, you're going to see it. your boyfriend, and he's going to see you walking towards him in slow motion <laughs> with this beautiful short black dress on. He's going to go, holy shit! why we'll think he
3: left. So he left two weeks before I left, and he's going for six weeks, and I'm going for six weeks. So it'll, in total, it'll almost be about eight weeks. Well, what is he doing? Um, he's in Europe on holiday in Europe like so the, the whole party lifestyle oh and the jet sun, sun and stuff like that okay. yeah so right. he's definitely yeah. got the very relaxing we're on two very very different holidays right now
0: well I hope you both come back to each other I
3: hope so. I
0: hope so, so he's out there with things and yeah stuff. yeah temptation island <laughs> is at his feet man
3: I know but he seems more like no no I don't care about anything else it's like i yeah. are focused on you, I'm like sweet, no yeah. worries. I'll
0: no, take that. that's great. Yeah, It's awesome. So,
3: He's a bit
0: of a gem. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Versus your knucklehead partner. Who's pretty much. Tail. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. And isn't he it? gave no evidence of any Nothing. odd behavior to you. Nothing whatsoever. He was just right there, good just boyfriend, just the yep. whole thing. Yep,
3: yeah, hundred percent. And then it wasn't until someone else kind of was like, "Hey, so I think this might be going," on. I was like okay, I'm out of here. Wow. And then, obviously, like, they do their own investigations and stuff like that and whatnot. And then they were like, we're charge him. I was like, okay.
0: So, so how many uh, people in your family there? you got brothers and sisters? Uh, yeah,
3: I've got an older sister who's married and has a son who is my absolutely adorable nephew. He's only about three months old. Aww. Who I am his amazing godmother to. Right. Um, and then I have a younger brother as well, so... He's just—he moved home about a year ago because he was over here for about five years Yeah, at college and working and stuff. He just decided to come home, like got a little homesick and stuff.
0: Yeah,
3: um, yeah, came home from there. And your
0: parents are still around?
3: Yeah, my both my parents are still working and everything like that. They're trying to save for their dream home, like down like south coast, so near the beaches with a farm and all that sort of stuff. What do they do for work? They both work for um, so, like, our quarantine at the airport. Yeah. So if you're coming through, they'll like um, kind of like customs. Yeah. But they look after more like the agriculture stuff, so food. Making um, sure
0: nobody's sneaking any apples. At all the of that sort of stuff. Are yeah, yeah.
3: Plants and all of that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, um, yeah. And they
0: work both for, work together. They, oh,
3: well, they work separate shifts, but they both work for the same
0: department. Ah, is that where they met?
3: No, they met. Um, they've only been doing it. Mum's been there for about fifteen years, and Dad's been there for a little bit less. But they were they met ages ago when they were working at a second job at a taxi company, actually. What? Yeah, they, it was just a second job. They did it as a night shift. Dad was saving to go on holidays, and Mum was just trying to make extra money.
0: Were they um, both drivers?
3: No, they worked in like the call centers and stuff.
0: Ah, yeah. dispatching.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's that's where they originally. Interesting. A long, a long time
0: ago. Always back in the taxi. Yep. Okay. How long have they been married?
3: Um, it's
0: got to be at least like, 30,
3: 30 years. My sister's 20. What's my sister? She'll be 30. So it must be like 33 years maybe? Oh, okay. Over 30 years. Okay. Yeah.
0: That's all good. They're happy. Yeah, it's happy. It's all working yeah, out. We all
3: still living in a good, happy little family.
0: Oh, so. good. That's good. And what is the area you live in?
3: So I live in Sydney, and it's more like Western Sydney. So my suburb itself is called Cecil Hills, yeah. um, and it's in—it's probably about an an hour's drive from like the main heart of Sydney CBD. Um, and we live out there. Okay. Anything closer is way too expensive, and it then you're pretty much getting smaller blocks of land and smaller housing and stuff. So we've always lived out west. It's just. A better
0: lifestyle out there. Well, I think it is. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. So, what else is interesting about your little? Exa- I mean, you got a lot of things going on. I man. do. I do. Wow, and you're only 27. 27. Wow, yes. you're just a baby, yes. baby. <laughs> Holy cow, you got so much more to go. I know. Well, hopefully, I know. you got so oh, much yeah. more to go. Oh yeah. Hopefully. He's hoping. Yeah.
3: Well,
0: it's just a fun. so you get, you do not carry a firearm. I do
3: not. Okay. At, at work, I do but outside of work I do not I don't have a firearms license or anything like that okay um, but we don't even have like you're not allowed to just carry a firearm on a regular basis just because you want to we don't have laws like that if you can have a license for like um, like recreational use um, and things like that you
0: mean murder for fun no, I'm kidding, of, of course.
3: course. So of course, that's what it, Obviously, we've still got. What is recreational legal use? So just going out and hunting, and um, okay. if you do like target shooting, okay. all of that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can have a license, but there's real strict rules on how it's um, secured and stuff like that. Like in safes, everything's got to be locked up. Um,
0: so you guys don't have a lot of murder by guns there.
3: We still have a lot of illegal guns going around, um, and like right now we're having a. Um, like a buyback scheme, but if you you can go in and surrender illegal firearms that you might have, yeah, with no consequences. Uh. so say if can you can you do it
0: anonymous? So it's an anonymous drop off? Not
3: necessarily. <laughs> yes and no. Like you can walk into a police station and go, "Look, I have this firearm. I just want to hand it in." Um, and they're like, "Sweet, no worries." They just take down like basic details of it, and then yeah. that's it. There's nothing yeah. more that comes it. Yeah, yeah. But then if police were then to rock up to your house. And find it there you'd obviously then get charged with having an illegal fire
0: and what is the what is the penalty
3: I don't know to be honest I think it's it has the potential of having jail time attached to it yeah. but our legal system's pretty piss weak so pretty what it's pretty weak it's not very good oh. at all. yeah So.
0: yeah but you, you're not dealing with the extremes there right
3: We obviously have, like, different gangs and bikey groups and stuff like that where one gang will shoot someone else and then they'll retaliate and shoot someone else Right, so you do have
0: that going on. We
3: do, but nowhere near on the scale of what you guys have. It's definitely on a
0: lower, lower level. Um, So you're mostly just peacekeeping, though, right? Yeah, kind of. I mean, that's good. That's what it should be. I mean...
3: where I work, so in the city, we have a lot of, like, licensed premises, so a lot of bars, a lot of clubs... And for this small area that we have, like we're very, very overpopulated on how many bars and clubs we have. So come Friday, Saturday nights when everyone's out drinking, it's not even like peacekeeping. It's more like mothering these people who are out drunk, who can't look after themselves, pass out in the gutter, vomit all over themselves, and it's like, all right, let's try and get
0: you home somewhere. So what are your rules around drunk driving?
3: Um, so, and it's different for you guys because, so if if say if I'm driving and I go you know what let's pull them over for a random breath test yes. I can pull them over you have to stop and take part in the breath test
2: yeah
3: um and then on our system if it comes up that you are then positive yes you come back to the police station where you are then put onto um a different system a more accurate system yes um and then from that if you then Go over the legal limits, like because we have low range, mid range, and high range.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, if you then go over those limits, you then get charged as well. So
0: and what if you're, you're in low range? You let you go?
3: No, if you still, so we have a limit of zero point zero five zero. Yes. And you have to be underneath that. If you're anything over that, even if it's low range, even yeah. if you're like fifty, like zero point zero five two over, so you're ever so slightly over. Yeah. You still get done for low range.
0: And do you get incarcerated?
3: Um, So you get charged, but you then get released, and you then have to go to court at a later stage.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's more like a traffic ticket. (laughs) It's
3: similar. Like, we still have all of the traffic traffic infringements and stuff, but um, with an infringement, you don't go to court. You pay the ticket, and then it goes away.
0: Right. Pretty much. Oh, it does go away.
3: Yeah. Well, it doesn't go away. Like, it still shows on your system that you've been given a ticket, um, but...
0: But it doesn't... It doesn't go
3: to court or right. anything like that. You pay it and then it's done with. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Huh. Well, we have a, a pretty high concentration of alcohol in our little town mm-hmm. too, which is why I have a job for the most part, yeah. I would imagine.
3: <laughs> which is good.
0: No, no. I mean, yes and no. I mean, it's sad for me to see mostly these college students spending all their money i don't even know how they can afford it I to know, be honest with you is not cheap man eh? no, it's not and they're out for hours and hours like maybe three four days a week mm-hmm. and uh i pick these people up and uh it's kind of a shame actually yeah it's like what could you be doing
3: with that money as opposed to what
0: yeah want, or I mean, with your yeah. time yeah. let alone just the money mm-hmm. and uh but again I work a shift like you. I work five p.m. to five a.m. So, okay, uh, that is the high time, as it were, for that kind of business. So
3: wait, did you work last night?
0: I did. <gasps> no, no, but I went home okay. early. Okay. No, no, because okay. I. What was gonna say? No, I told him. I said, "Hey, man, I gotta, I gotta take this girl all the way to fucking crater <laughs> Lake, dude." So I actually did this run one other time. Okay. With a young woman uh-huh. two years ago when mm-hmm. I first started. And she hurt her leg. That's oh, why leg. she went there. It was to get a jump yep. on the trail. She made all her own stuff. She made wow. her tent. She made her backpack. Wow. She made all this stuff. And I thought I was really fascinated by that. And uh, at the time, I was not doing this uh, podcast, mm-hmm. but I was writing. Yep. And I was picking up so many hikers. It was really... That was my first summer in the taxi. And it was really one of the most fascinating times of my entire life. Mm -hmm. Because of just the stories and the people that got in this car and how they dropped down and just told me everything. I felt like a rolling psychologist, (laughs) man. It really was just off the chains, to be honest with you. Yeah.
3: And I suppose because everyone's got different stories about why they're here or what reason they're doing it or where they've come from.
0: And it wasn't, well that, and that wasn't always just the PCT hikers. Mm-hmm. It was anybody who got in this cab for some reason felt they had the green light to yeah. go ahead and unload yep. anything <laughs> they wanted to. I mean, I'm the opposite of a bartender because I'm not intoxicating you. Yeah. I'm giving you just a, a little closed environment mm-hmm. to do whatever it is you want. I mean, I don't have to talk either. I mean, <laughs> if you want silence, that's easy. I can do silence. But most people got in this car and uh, felt they needed to unburden themselves. Yep. So it was a pretty fascinating experience. Wow. And I'm actually kind of over the thing now. And I, I sort of told my boss yesterday, I said, you know, I'm not coming back after Thailand. Mm-hmm. Meaning I'm not coming back to at least driving the taxi. Yep. I've had enough. And I was working the day shift before I left for Thailand. I was working 5 a.m. to 5 p.m. Mm-hmm which is a lot easier, not as oh, much yeah. money, yep. but certainly a much easier schedule. Um, but I also, uh, found romance in Thailand uh-huh. and because they're a day ahead and it's nighttime for yep. them when we're in the daytime, yep. the 5 PM to 5 AM schedule has been interesting to communicate with her because yep. I'm up during her, her prime time hours. Yep. Yep. Um,
3: that's been the hardest thing, yeah. Trying to speak to mum and dad or my family at home.
0: Yeah, what then, is it now over there?
3: It's an the early morning, I think. Um,
0: so I'm it's early sure morning here-ish right oh, now. Oh no, no, it
3: must be no, it must be later in the no, it is in the afternoon over at home.
0: Um, so, are you ahead or behind?
3: They're ahead of us. So yeah. Okay. It's tomorrow at home.
0: Okay. Um, I wonder if it's the same time as Thailand.
3: So, oh, sorry. Right now it's one forty-two a.m. tomorrow
0: okay you're just so
3: 17 hours 17 hours right. ahead of us and
0: in thailand it would be ten forty-two p.m. right now okay so they're 12 hours
3: yeah and then the my the guy that i'm seeing he's been in croatia so him and i trying to work our time differences out right. as well it's been a nightmare so right. it's crazy and it'll be obviously harder out here because i'll be out
0: in the middle of nothing it,
3: out in the middle of nowhere yeah so hopefully my reception's half
0: decent right um, and we'll at least still be able to talk here and there yeah yeah crazy man it is well you're going to be just fine and you're going to have such an incredible experience I think
3: so that's what I'm hoping it'll be
0: super cathartic for you Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to all the cobwebs and all the things will be able to surface and you can just nature though nature's the cure for just about everything anyway so
3: peaceful and
0: of course, no, just, we all deserve beautiful. that. Yeah. A walk, man. Mm-hmm. Just a walk. People don't even give themselves that. They don't no. even know that they should be doing that.
3: Exactly. I've never written a journal before, but I've started writing as well. I awesome. Promised, I promised myself and like everyone back home, like, look, I will write a journal while I'm away. It's an
0: excellent exercise. So I
3: have started and I'm like, I didn't even realize all this stuff was going on. I've got no one else to talk to, so now it all just gets written down.
0: No, it's so great. I think it'll
3: be really interesting to read back in a year's time.
0: Right. Or you um, might, you know, because you may find that's uh, good fodder for a blog, and you mm-hmm. might find other hikers that you want to share stories with Yeah. similar experiences, and it's a great way to make friends, actually. Oh,
3: yeah, 100%. And I think that's what i found a lot with this, and a lot of the stuff that I've read, it's like a really big community of people that everyone's happy to give advice on things and just help out where they can and whatnot and it's it's amazing to think that that's out there
0: did you now how did you do the research to prepare yourself
3: um so i had the book the yogi's handbook or whatever it's called yeah um and that was good because a lot of stuff i read it was really relevant like especially with like equipment and stuff they're like yeah this one's really good or this brand's really good and like i don't have any of those brands at home so I was right. to like then adjust. So when I was buying stuff, a lot of the people at all the camping stores have been really good back at home. Right. And then, yeah, just reading different blogs online that people have written, um, all of that sort of stuff. That's just, how I
2: prepared every, for Thailand. Yeah, it's yeah, just get online, man.
3: Own experiences yeah. is how you can then go, okay, well they did it this way, to seem to work, but then they tried it this way and that seemed to work for right. us. So.
0: Right. No, it's good. You don't have to invent the wheel, you're not the first yeah, one out there. Exactly,
3: so. yeah. It's been going on
0: yeah. So it's funny because there's a young woman in town who's a police officer. She actually gave me a ticket about a month ago. <laughs> and she was had this really stern face. And even though verbally she was being polite mm-hmm. for the most part, she, you could tell she was not enjoying the experience at all. Yeah. And I'm a taxi driver, and I actually save the police officers a lot of work yep. by getting people home so they don't have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like her demeanor at all. Yeah. And they wear body cams. Do you guys wear body cams?
3: We are getting them rolled out, so we will have them all soon. Some places have them, but it's not like a statewide thing yet. We're slowly getting
0: them rolled. Right. Well, it turns out uh, our chief of police is a very nice man. He's actually an uh, openly uh, gay man Mm -hmm. and probably the first gay police chief in our town, I would imagine, or at least that anybody knows about, and I got him in the taxi, and I talked to him about, I don't know if I talked to him in the taxi or sent him an email, like, hey man, you know, I didn't really like the attitude of your yeah. officer, I said, I'm an ally, dude, you shouldn't treat me like a piece of shit, Yeah. so he said, well, why don't you come in, and and we'll sit down in my office, you could look at the, listen to the body cam, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into it, So I went down there, and it's very nice of him to offer to do that, of course. And good public relations, too, Oh, yeah, for sure. And so I sat with him, and you couldn't see her. That's the problem with the body cam. You can only see me. Yes. You can't see her. So she sounded okay. She didn't say please on something, but she did say thank you, and she said take care. And uh, it turns out, she's having a horrible time oh no that guys are picking on her and she's getting into a lot of altercations Mm -hmm. and she's having a tough time yeah and so that's coming out in her work she's creating this you know this front and uh in our little town which is really pretty sweet she's still having to deal with knuckleheads
3: yeah it's sad like and it Obviously, like, the police force is always going to be, like, worldwide. It's always going to be a male-dominated job. Of course. 100%. Yeah. And I think to get into it, you have to be confident in yourself. Yeah. Like, I work in an office, so in my unit itself. So, we're more of, like, a beats unit. So, we go out and do, like, foot patrols and stuff like that. Right. um, All that sort of stuff. We have at one stage. I was the only female amongst like twenty of us, I think. What was that like? I I'm fine with it. Like, and a lot you of probably the time, it was
0: kind of special. I would imagine. Yeah,
3: a lot of the time I've always been closer, and even through school, I probably had more male friends right. than I did female. Just because sometimes I can feel that females are a lot more judgy of other females. Yes. As opposed to guys, it's like you're
0: an asshole. Boy, okay, boy. Yeah. let's get a beer.
3: So um. Yeah. I, I didn't mind it. Like, obviously, you always kind of want those times where you like have another female around, just so it's not always like boy talk and stuff. But right. some of the stuff that they talk about, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to be hearing this. And they'd apologize. I'm like, well, I can't take offense to it because if I took offense to stuff that they'd say, even if it's as a joke, I couldn't be. You in this couldn't job do the work because the people that we deal with are absolute crap, and they will call you every name under the sun. Yeah. Treat you like absolute crap. I'm yeah. like Well what's the point? Like, I'm not going to let what they say to me affect me. So, of I don't care not. if a friend is saying something to me as a joke. Like, you kind of just can't see it that you way. you got to be just... reasonable about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and a lot of the time, like, they'll say shit to you because it's a way of them, like, having you as part of the group sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they it's... put shit on you or are in whatnot. a club. Exactly. Yeah. So.
0: Well, listen, there, like I said, there's no reason other than our lack of Mutual appreciation that you should even have the job that you have yeah and
3: saying that i do love like my job
0: though. that's awesome that you do i mean if you're gonna do it you might as well enjoy Dude,
3: it it's a job that you've uh, yeah you've got to actually
0: want you, to and do and you know what there are lives being saved so exactly from themselves unfortunately but yeah.
3: at the end of the day if i can at least help someone and some days we just get people and you're not even doing anything and it probably helps because we're in such a Populated area where I work. Yeah, and people will just walk up and say thank you. Like, oh, that's very and it's sweet. genuine as well. Yeah, like genuinely thank you for what you do, and you're like, you know what? It kind of just makes your day a little bit better when you know someone's appreciating what you're doing.
0: Well, it balances out all the people that think you're an asshole. Exactly. Yes.
3: Yeah, all the people that go, oh, I pay your wages and stuff. I'm like, well, I pay taxes too. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm not getting a free ride, man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh my goodness. Well, again, ignorance is not bliss. No. It's really debilitating. Terrible.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for telling me all the things and oh, the you're stuff very welcome. about your you're stuff. You're very
3: welcome.
0: <laughs> See, get in a cab.
3: And just talk. You just chat, <laughs> man.
0: It all depends. I, I've learned more about people in literally five minutes of being in the cab, mm-hmm. sometimes to being with them for hours outside the cab.
3: It's a very welcoming environment.
0: It is, and it's a nice car, and it's yeah. big and roomy and comfy. And
3: Hey, if we're going to be driving for like three hours. That's
0: what I'm it? talking about. <laughs> I tell people I'm driving around in my apartment, you know.
3: Yeah, pretty much. It's
0: like sitting on a couch.
3: I just can't get over how beautiful all this is. Like, it's so pretty.
0: Southern Oregon is spectacular.
3: It's, it's not one of the areas. So when I was over here last time, we did, because this is my third time to America. I love this place. I mean, love New York, to be honest.
0: Did you say New York? I love it. Yeah, I could see I that. You're kind of a... It. You know what? If you never opened your mouth, <laughs> you look like a little Jewish girl, so... <laughs> Definitely not Jewish. <laughs> no, no, I get that, but I'm just saying, I could see you in New York with your little handbag, oh, shopping, it, and your yeah. big hat. It's
3: just like that. It, it's It's exactly what you picture it to be like. Like, before you go there and what you see in movies and TV and stuff like that, it's Like, I remember the first time we got there, and the first time we came was in like the winter of like 2009, I think it was. So, I came with my family, and we came for Christmas time. Christmas in New York, and it had just snowed before we got here. Didn't snow while we were here, but to see like Central Park like, covered in snow, but to see snow in general at Christmas time was amazing because we're used to like stinking hot when it's sweating, and you're like, alright. really, really hot summers and really hot Christmas. Yeah. So it was nice to kind of see it at wintertime. And I just remember walking out and just being like, wow, this is exactly how I pictured it to be."
0: That's awesome that you got kind of the storybook experience. it, It
3: was. And then when we came last time, we did New York again last time we came. And it was we were here in June, so it was summertime, so it was nice to then see Central Park in the summer. We took a bike ride around Central Park and stuff like that, so it was really, really different. Right. And then we drove up to, from New York, we drove to Niagara Falls. Ah. And just the scenery around like driving up there it's was surreal, just
0: isn't it? beautiful.
3: Yeah. Like just open areas and it just like, oh, it was just so, so, so beautiful. Like really picturesque kind of landscape.
0: Often. Well, America is a beautiful place, it is. man. It really, no
3: really is. No denying that
0: we have an incredible landscape uh-huh. here. Wow, it's getting thick. I can smell it now through the vents. Yeah, you can see how
3: hazy it is over there yeah.
0: as well. Wow. It's, crazy. it's pretty in a weird, shitty way.
3: It is. It's,
0: it's, it's fog that's not fog. Yeah. Have you been to Crater Lake yet?
3: No. <sighs> Well, I didn't think I could get there because it was all...
0: It's one of the most incredible things you'll ever see well, in your, your entire that was what I was really life.
3: excited for. Maybe next time I'll come, I'll start from Cradle Lake and go, like, southbound.
0: That's a, a great while. idea. Um, it is one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen in my life. And I've taken people up many times. I took, uh, actually, I took a guy, Anthony Johnson, up there two weeks ago. He flew here from China.
2: Wow.
0: He's he's an American from the Midwest who's been teaching in China for the past 10 years. And as a little boy, he found Crater Lake in an Encyclopedia Britannica. And it stuck <laughs> in his head. Crazy. He couldn't get it out of his head. And even as a, a young person in a band, he had a band called Wizard mm-hmm. with a Y, but wizard island is like one of the main things in the lake yep so this was his bucket list was to see crater lake before he died
2: wow so
0: i got to usher him on his little journey to crater lake and we did this for many 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 hours yep. about life and i got to witness him like doing this thing Save
3: his bucket list
0: off yeah that's
3: intense
0: so that was super cool and uh
2: it's
3: yeah. funny, like, some of the things that people will have on a bucket list. Like, something so, what people would probably just take advantage of because they could drive past Crater Lake and stuff like that. This was on his bucket list of
0: places, This too. is a life thing for him, yeah. I have a very simple bucket list. I want to be clear with every human being I come in contact yep. with when I go. I don't want any ill will if I don't have to have any. I want to make sure that I've That's worked nice. everything yeah. out to the best of my ability.
3: That's a very good thing That's to have it. on bucket list.
0: That's it. I only care about the people. I don't give a shit about doing things. Mm-hmm. I thought I did. Like, wanted to jump out of an airplane. Yeah. And
3: <laughs> I still want to do that.
0: <laughs> I do too. But if I don't, it's fine. Yeah. Because I think my life is a big thrill to begin with. But that would be... You know, I'd like some heart-stopping stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's. And I'm into... I like stuff like that. Have you like
3: been bungee jumping before? No. Oh, that's good.
0: No, I'll do any of it. I've just not had the... Thing in front of yeah. me, that's all.
3: Yeah, I went to New Zealand uh, a couple of years ago with my best friend, and she is not the type of person that would ever go bungee jumping or anything like that. I'm like, Yeah, we're gonna do it. And she's like, Alright, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. So you take a little bus up to where we went, and she sat there and like in almost complete silence the whole way because she was so, so, so nervous. And I was like, Totally pumped to do it. I was like, Yeah, I'm 100%, I'll be sweet with it, and all that sort of stuff. And we get up there and she's like, Kayla, well, I've got to go before you because if I see you slightly hesitate, I won't be able to do it. I'm right. Like, That's fine. That's all right. You can go first. Yeah. And she stood there and they like made sure she was all harnessed in and everything like that and checked her off and stuff. And she stood there and I was like, okay, how am I going to talk her into actually jumping off? Or am I just going to push her off? What am I like? I, I was really genuinely thinking, what am I going to do to make sure that she gets off there? Like we paid like, I don't even know how much it was. It must be a couple hundred dollars to do it. Yeah like she has to do it yes no way we're losing that one yes and then they're like all right you ready to go and they've got all the cameras ready to go and everything like that and then they counted down and she went straight away and I was like
0: she didn't even think about it she didn't hesitate
3: at all she just went I was like oh my god it just happened
0: so brave and then
3: I was standing there I was like all right she didn't hesitate so I can't hesitate so I'm like all right let's just do it straight off the edge wow
0: (laughs) What was that like?
3: It was it was amazing. It was the best feeling ever. Really? So, um, one of my things to do is I've said I want to do the top 10 highest bungee jumps in the world.
2: Ah.
3: Mind you, they get pretty high. So the one I did, I think, was about number nine. So then I'll have to do all of the other ones as well. It's just
0: Look at this. It's
3: so beautiful. It's, so, it's, Intel, a, it's a postcard. Right
0: yeah, that's a good one right there.
3: It really is a postcard, isn't it? I'm
0: from LA, man. Mm-hmm. This is not LA.
3: No, definitely not
0: been a nice change and then I lived in San Francisco for eight years Uh so I've been moving my way north.
3: (laughs) We Um, did on the first time we came to America we did oh no we came down we came from Vegas down to San Francisco then down to LA. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit underwhelmed by LA though and I suppose it's probably a lot of different stuff to do. Right. um, And we probably didn't do everything around but I don't know it just like take my breath away or anything like
0: that. Well, there's nothing to take your breath away there.
3: San Francisco was nice. We walked, we walked awesome. to the Golden Gate Bridge and stuff like that. Yeah, that
0: was pretty. The, I loved living there. The
3: homeless. I found they have like a very big issue with homeless people in San Francisco. We
0: got a big homeless issue with Ashland. Really? Yeah.
3: Actually, you know what? I have seen a few kind of just with their trolleys and stuff like that and yeah. I saw a few when I was up in Bedford because I walked around a little bit up there like just getting all of my stuff done. And do I you not have
0: homeless people. in Australia?
3: We do. We actually, so in Sydney we have a thing called Martin Place. When we had our like terrorist attack a couple of years ago in the cafe, yeah, which is like the only one we've really had. That was in Martin Place, and so I'd come off night shift, and then it happened at about ten o'clock in the morning. Right. So I'd come off, so I wasn't working. Right. Um, I was like, "Thank God!" Yeah. But so where it is, it's like in the main part of the city. There's a lot of business people, and we actually have a little tent community that's decided to set up in this main street sort of thing. Yeah, and it just takes up practically the whole walkway now. So there's a lot of issues and debates with like the council and the government as to what. Is going to happen with them because yeah. it's an eyesore. You look at the, you look at it, and it should be a beautiful, beautiful area to look at, but it's just covered in tents and just like.
0: You know what Canada did about their homeless people? They put them in fucking homes, and what? then they didn't have a homeless problem See, anymore. See,
3: that's what, and that's what <laughs> when they tried moving them on last time, that's what they said. They're like, all right, look, you've got a house, you've got a house, you've got a house. But then they don't want those houses because they see this area as, like, a community for them.
0: No, no, they need to be in, like, these big buildings. Yeah. Or outdoor kind of a a village because they're bringing back this whole village community idea, which is actually where we're going to end up anyway. Yeah. And we look at these as these indigent losers Mm -hmm. when, in fact, they're just old settlers that are coming back to show us how we're going to end up being like tribes again. Yeah. And we got to figure out how to deal with that. Otherwise, well, there's no otherwise. This is part of our evolution is actually not going back to, but going to this new way of living together mm-hmm. where some kind of cataclysmic disaster, something's going to humble us where we're all going to be living like nomads. Yeah. So we better start looking at them as teachers and not just fucked up, you know, societal problems.
3: Yeah. Well, see, they get like housing commission and all that sort of stuff. But a lot of right. people right now don't want it. I'm like,
0: yeah, they don't want it. No. They don't want to be fixed. They don't think well, there's anything wrong with them.
3: Same with like we have beggars and stuff like that, and they all get welfare and stuff. Right. From our Centrelink and things. Right. But would rather sit on the sidewalk and beg for money. And I'm like, well, where is the money that you're getting from the government going to? Like, is it either going to drugs, is going to alcohol? going to cigarettes, all that sort of stuff, but it's not going to where it needs to go to. Right.
0: They're not using it properly. Right. My friend who did the PCT and then married a girl he met on the PCT. Wow. And, uh, which is a very sweet story. He sent me uh, an article the other day about Thailand uh, is cracking down on backpackers who are coming into the country and begging for money to pay for their trips. Jesus.
3: With this tent community that they've got going, people have, like, we've had um, officers from my units and stuff go through there, and they're getting backpackers who just set up camping there. They're like, sweet, we'll just camp out in, like, the city. We're not having to pay for a hotel. We're not paying for hotels. Right, right. We're getting to stay in the heart of the city. Right. Just in a tent. And no one's going to do anything about it. I'm like, you're a tourist. What are you doing? Well, that's
0: crazy, but you know what? You give people an inch, they take a mile. Oh, yeah, 100%. But you need to come up with some kind of solution, some boundaries around reasonability about, you know, you can't just squat. No. And these people, like, it's getting busier and busier in our town all the time because it's a pretty town. Mm -hmm. It's a liberal community run by a conservative government. And the cops are just busy writing tickets all day long is what they're doing. That's how they're dealing with it. (laughs) They're writing tickets. And then you see them carry, you know, take people away every once in a while. But uh, this must be part of the evolutionary process as we're going into a different paradigm of... Some people are just not going to conform, man. No.
3: I, I never remember there being this much of a homeless issue back at home. But it just like, seems to be more and more and more.
0: Of well, me. it's like, going to be more and more. Yeah. And as the disparity of people coming more into the poverty level, which is what it is, there's going to be way more poor people than anything else at some point. And I guess that's what's gonna tip the scales, is either something happens where no matter how much money you have, it cannot save you. And that's gonna put us all at the same humbling footpath again. And or there's gonna be enough people that are poor and suffering that can now band together and demand things change. So I don't know, you know it's probably not gonna happen in our lifetime, but I know. my children are still here. <laughs> And they're just teenagers, so yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens. With well, that. even
3: the cost of living, like at home, house prices and things like Sky that, they're just, they're just ridiculous at
0: the moment. So how can people even afford to like do? How hard do you have to work just to live?
3: Exactly. So
0: how shitty is your life because you got to have a, mm-hmm. a crappy job with fluorescent lights just to pay the minimal of what your expenses yeah. are? Yeah,
3: and people are like at home, like in Sydney, it's almost pushing people so much further out of the immediate Sydney area to be able to afford a for decent a house right. and then that then obviously adds to the cost of people having to travel into sure. Sydney because that's like the main hub if you're in the, like a business industry and stuff like that you're having to make that commute to those areas but you're being forced to be pushed so much further out to right. live somewhere unless right. you want to just rent for the rest of your life or live in a tiny apartment that you probably can't afford anybody. Right. so right. You give up either the like affordability, or you give up like the comfortable living lifestyle.
0: So, Kayla, what are we going to do about this? I
3: have no idea. All right. <laughs> Maybe I'll just put my foot down. Maybe I'll become like the next Prime Minister of Australia or something.
0: Well, look, that's everything. not a unreasonable thing. I mean, if, if you have aspirations, if you have ideas, you just need oh, no. a sporting cast. I don't want that job. It in sounds my like life. a fucking horrible job. <laughs> it's like being the president. First of all. The whole concept of one person representing 350 yeah. million people is ridiculous. It is. So stupid.
3: Yeah. And you're making the decisions for
0: all of those people. You can't. You can't. I have it all worked out. And I'm sure Plato is like somewhere pushing me on the back going, <laughs> yeah, why don't you make that happen? I was like, no, it's just me. Yeah. I can't make that happen. I mean, I shouldn't say I can't make something happen, but it's pretty unlikely that I got that kind of pull. <laughs> I'm just a dude driving a cab, man. Ah, uh, fire truck.
3: I was gonna say they're so cute, they're fire trucks.
0: I know, right? It looks like a, it should be in a museum, not, yeah. a, not actually driving around.
3: Actually, when we came to America last time, we went to Ground Zero, yeah, and they had like the fire trucks in there. Mind you, it's the most confronting thing that I've ever gone through and the most emotional thing that I've ever gone through. And oh. I, don't, I didn't even know anyone attached to it or anything like that. It's just very on, but yeah, right. they had like the fire trucks in there, and you're like, "That's what it looks like it's supposed to be." Like, in
1: those yeah. And
3: stuff.
0: You know, I don't know where these fires are, but it doesn't look that bad around mm. here. I'm I mean, I this can this see the haze. Beautiful but, and stuff. All of these forests. Yeah, it's pretty lovely around here. It's amazing. We're still an hour and forty-five minutes away from Sweet. this place. No, it's pretty far. Mm. It's pretty far.
3: I'm saying that, I would have been walking.
0: Yeah, but it would have been amazing have. if you did walk all yeah. this. You would have to do it with a mask on, though, probably.
3: Yeah. Well, that's what... I, it was really sweet. I was on the bus coming down from Medford yesterday, and there was two young kids who were coming down to Ashland because they were just going to ride their bikes. And they would have been, like, teenage kids and stuff. And he's like, where did you say you're from? Because was this older gentleman who just started talking to me. And so I was like, oh, I'm from Australia. And he's like, wow. And he's like, what are you doing over here? And I told him, he's like, but you're by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, by myself. And he's like are you scared? I'm like, no, nah, not really. And then we were getting closer down and he was like, do you have a mask? I'm like, well, I've got my bandana that I'll be able to wear over my face and stuff like that. Um, but he was like so concerned for me. I was like, how sweet of these young kids just be so concerned.
0: My girl in Thailand, she's afraid to live alone, let alone go for a walk yeah. by herself.
3: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people have been like, I don't know how you're going to be. Insane. I've never probably been by myself for like, at, back at home, like I, at the moment, I lived back with my parents after my ex partner and I split up because we were living together. But right. even if he was at work and I was at home, like we'd still see each other in crossovers and stuff. So I'd never probably been alone for like longer than maybe like 24 hours or something. Really? But yeah.
0: In your life?
3: Probably. Really? Yeah. I just, because I've always, I've never lived like solely alone. And like, he, because he was in the police force, so. He, We'd cross over and stuff, but even if I was at work or doing stuff, like, I'd be by myself during the day, but I could always at least at some stage in a 24-hour period be with somebody.
0: Right. Wow.
3: Yeah, so...
0: You need To this. go from
3: 24, like, not even 24 hours by myself to, like, four weeks by myself. Right. It'd be very, very difficult.
0: You know, you're going to be very spoiled after this, by the uh, way. I
3: think so.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was yeah. married 26 years, and which was, like, most of my adult life. And living on my own was the greatest thing I ever did for myself after that.
3: I think I'd be happy to live by myself for a while.
0: It's so fun, dude. Mind you, I
3: do have, like, my puppy dog at home. He's,
0: that's like, different.
3: He's he's there, and I think he's going to very much be missing me while I'm away. Of course. He sleeps in bed with me every night and stuff, Of course.
0: So. But that's different than having another human being oh, yeah. live with you.
3: But you saying that, I think I could happily live just him and I, like by ourselves yeah yeah because I still talk to him like he's a child and stuff. that's
0: very sweet
3: (laughs) well he's your companion I love him I love him
0: what kind of dog
3: he's a bull arab a what a bull arab it's kind of only a really new breed and it's like a bit of a mix of a few different it's a mix of like different breeds and stuff like that right I used to have an American bulldog and a great day cross as well when you got a great with, Dane? Yeah. He was a was cross. Was he really big? He wasn't as big as he probably would have been if he was a purebred. Right. But because he was a cross, he was a little bit smaller. But yeah. definitely had all, like, the tendencies of a great Dane who doesn't realize his own size and...
0: Ball in a china shop. Yeah. Yes. He'd walk
3: up to, like, the side of a couch and stuff and, like, just casually, like, lean his bum onto it because he was that high he could just sit on it. Yeah. Like, he didn't have to jump or anything. Yeah. And he'd be like, no, I'm not sitting on the couch or anything. I'm just... Standing here, like I'm not doing
0: what I'm not supposed to do. He was uh, so funny. Oh, that's so funny. My poor family. Um, both my children are adopted, mm-hmm. and my son's birth mother left her dog with them. Mm-hmm. Got hit by a car the other
3: day. Oh no!
0: While my family was out of town in LA. Oh
3: no! Niece
0: uh, accidentally let the dog out, and truck hit it in the middle of the street.
3: What sort of dog was that?
0: Like a blue point, something, something, rare, cool, sheds like fucking crazy. (laughs) I can't, can't handle dog hair. I just, I can't. Yeah. And this dog, thick, coarse, Uh, shitty hair on everything. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't wish the dog dead. But uh, I'll be spending more time at the house yeah.
3: <laughs> You would have happily shaved him or something like that. Well, or just, watching. you
0: know, I told us you, you got to brush the dog. There's ways to eliminate some of yeah. the uh, stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah, but you can lead a person to logic, like drink, but you can't yeah. make yeah. them think. <laughs> yeah, that thing, all that.
3: Yeah, all of ours have all had short hair.
0: Was yeah, I don't thing? mind the dogs. I don't want any pets myself. Yeah, the shedding thing is nuts to me. So my son would come over... With hair all over his shorts, yes. and then sit on my friend. I know. I told you, shake yes. that shit out or yep. change your clothes before yes. you leave, man. I don't want that in my apartment. No. Yeah, no
3: think dog hair. I'm not a fan
0: of. I don't have a lot of pet peeves, but yeah. that is like yeah. the number one pet peeve I have. Really, um, yeah, honestly. 100%. We've
3: always because like, we. I've always grown up with dogs, but we always had boxers, so they've always had really short hair. Right, anyway, right. So it's been good. Right. Like you don't have a cat because don't they molt just
0: as bad like, they not they? all I mean some shed some don't I actually they have two cats and they had two dogs mm-hmm. and one's a Siamese cat I don't think she sheds oh, own, okay, at all good. and the other cat so cute they've had that cat for like 15 years sheds a little bit but yeah. not much but the dog is just like you know just walking just <laughs> hair falls off of on. it oh, dear. it's all good But they were pretty destroyed about the dog. Oh, as you would be. Losing its life.
3: Especially like that. It's not as if it was like old age or anything. Yeah,
0: no. Taken away. And I guess uh, Sam's birth mother's pretty destroyed by it. Yeah, I would. She should have taken the dog with her.
3: Is adoption easy over here? Or is there like
0: a process? Well, that's subjective. I mean... I don't know is it easy over there?
3: I've never really looked into it to be honest. (laughs) You just always hear that there's so much like to do something like that there's just so much.
0: Well there's a lot involved yeah of course but both my experiences our experiences with that were opposite. My daughter was a typical closed adoption. Uh We never met the birth mother and Flew to Colorado and she was premature, little tiny, she fit oh, my hand
3: no. wow. in an
0: incubator for two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh very emotional, super intense. And uh, my son was the opposite. I met this beautiful young woman mm-hmm. when I was selling my photography down in the plaza and we became friends and you know, I guessed she was pregnant. We told my ex, she said, Well, we'll take the baby, and so wow. she, she gave up the baby to us. And we got a two-for-one deal. That's beautiful. Yeah. So that's how I got my kids. But they're the family. Mm-hmm. They're my immediate family. And they're great kids. My son is stupid smart. Oh, really? He's six foot, 230 oh, wow. pounds, and he's 13. <laughs> he is definitely not for my gene yeah. pool, man. That dude is fucking huge. <laughs> Super sweet, great boy. Wants to go to MIT, wow. be an astrophysicist.
2: Wow. Yeah, no,
0: it's ridiculous. And his birth mother, super talented, mm-hmm. and so and very smart. So we got all that. My daughter's also very smart. Yeah, straight A student, very funny girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, Does
3: she know what she wants to be when she grows up. You know, I don't
0: think so. You know, she talked about wanting to be a teacher, okay. and uh, and I, of course fully support anything Mm. they do but I said yes teaching is what we need and both my children are fully aware especially my son now repeats the phrase we must teach people how to think and not what to think and as long as if he can do that in some way he can single handedly save our planet so uh, they're aware of my opinions on things That's good. I think I've done actually all the work I can do I can't really do anything more with them other than love them and enjoy their company this point yeah it's ridiculous at his graduation from elementary school in a fat fucking beautiful suit looking like a man in front of all these children <laughs> he stood up and said i'm going to mit
3: wow you know what like at least he's shooting in the ballpark of like other really really ambitious things so right. if he doesn't if he decides he doesn't want to do that anymore he's still up there with like amazing things that he's obviously smart enough to do
0: absolutely but you know like with other teenagers he's a fucking (laughs) gameaholic and uh my daughter's a mediaaholic. yeah and it's just you know it's who this generation is i mean i was just talking to someone the other day we cried when we had to come home Mm -hmm. they're crying if they're asked to leave the house yeah they're total opposites when
3: we were kids we lived in like a um, our street was like a cul-de-sac, like a dead end. So yeah. It was, like, it was just a small street. Yeah. And we would play with all the kids in the street, and they'd be, usually just be like one of the parents who just kind of keep an eye on us and sure. stuff like that. And we just knew we had to be home by the time the sun went down, and we could play in the street and do whatever we wanted out there. And we had a big backyard, so all the kids from down the street used to play Come in our backyard. Come to your house, of course. Yeah.
0: You were the host. And,
3: yeah. You just, that's what you did. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, kids these days, no, nope, I'll sit inside.
0: And play no, they're all and lethargic yeah. and out of shape and yeah. fat and eat poorly. And not all of them, but a lot of them.
3: But like you to we know how to play games with each other. If you had nothing there,
0: no ball, no you, you didn't need nothing, anything.
3: You knew what games you could play and what else you could do and right. all that sort of stuff. But kids are like, I don't know how to play with each
0: other. Like, yeah, well, they're not having to use their imagination either. They're, they're right. having everything, all the images... Are being presented which makes for a lazy mind Mm -hmm. and uh, and there's gonna be you you think we have mental illness and things now I cannot imagine how this species is going to be debilitated over the next Mm -hmm. 50 years when we see the fallout from what's what we're doing right now
3: even things like dementia and things like that because they say that if you're constantly like training your brain with different activities and things that it it, it helps your brain to do stuff but if kids aren't really having to use it to that extent then
0: well some of the gaming may on some level be challenging them enough to think about certain things Mm -hmm. but like i play online backgammon every Mm -hmm. day many many games per day yeah and i know backgammon although it's not chess and i did i was walking through the park yesterday did you go to lithia park you didn't go to Lithia Park while you were in Ashland, Oregon? Holy shit, I are you kidding even me? I my apartment. Oh my man, I was... wish you would have got a hold of me earlier. <laughs> you missed the whole fucking town. Damn it. It's a gorgeous. This uh... is the guy that designed Golden Gate Park in San Francisco. Oh, okay. It's spectacular. And uh, there's this guy that's teaching chess in the park. Oh, wow. And uh, I gave him 10 bucks. I saw him. His name's Randy, a very nice man. And he said, come on, Mark, I'll teach you chess for 20 minutes. And I said, okay. All right, so Crater Lake is this way.
3: Uh-huh.
0: Do you want to check it out?
3: It's or do you how- want to keep going? Let's just keep going. Okay. Let's do
0: it. No, that's fine. I just I'll want to keep up. I'll save it option. for when I'm
3: going to walk past it next time. Okay,
0: perfect. Um, so he taught me chess, and he said, specifically, he goes, this will prevent almost any mental handicap mm-hmm. that could possibly come your way because your brain is constantly calculating yep. moves yep. and I backgammon is less calculating it's and less strategic but it's still Doing forcing same. you to yeah. think about moves
3: see I play um, Sudoku I don't know if you have it over here it's like this square like a 9 by 9 square and you've got to work out how to fit like the numbers one to nine into each smaller square. Ah, uh. Yeah, I play that and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. It's great. It's, that's what all that is it's calculating where numbers can go and where they can't go to then try and fit everything in.
0: Well, frankly, I think children should be taught how to play certain games when they're very young and that they do continue because it is literally preventative. Yeah. And we're, too, well, again, you know, as long as we don't give a shit about each other, we are going to suffer so bad. Yeah. Just got to turn that knob just a little bit, change that little perception knob a little bit, and the whole experience changes for us. Yeah. But people think it's hard. And actually, it's not hard. It's not. The thing was designed to be super simple. We have complicated the shit out of it and made it really hard for us to do. But time will change that, maybe.
3: You think of how much has changed in like, even my time, like how things change. And you just think, well, what's going to then change in the next 27 years from what else can develop or what else is going to change about the world?
0: Technology is not going to change us. They're just tools. It's not like saying, you know, a yeah. pencil's going to change the world. <laughs> Ideas of how we inform ourselves is yeah. going to change us. That's the only thing actually that can change us, is how we instruct our, each other and ourselves. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. It will be. I volunteered for three years at the middle school while my kids were there because Mm -hmm. not even... I wanted to spend time with my children. It was a way to backdoor have a relationship with them. And through that, I got to do other things and be relatively influential in school. And I stopped because I could see that people should learn ethics and how to think. Yeah. And they're not taught how to think. No. It's not even remotely on the curriculum to teach you how to leverage and use this. Yeah. And how could you not teach people how to think?
3: And especially if you're coming from like either an uneducated family or something where that you're not even gonna get that from your home life. Right. There needs to be some sort of outlet where they can, but but especially like things like ethics, like you, kids should be taught those ethical things because they might not be getting it. But
0: what you're saying is the opposite of what everybody typically says is, well, that's a parent's job. It's like, but if your parents don't know shit and they were brought up it's and they obvious. don't know anything...
3: It's just going to be, okay, this is how my parents were, so this is how I'm going to be, and this is how my kids are
0: so going to why go. we still have racism and all this other bullshit yeah. in the world is because we're relying on the wrong sources yeah. to inform us that we can be thinking differently.
3: Yeah, like people are always going to have their opinions, and of course. that's fine, but... You can then help these kids develop a different idea or different of course, concept of course. that could be out there other than solely what their parents have implanted into their head. It used
0: to be so exciting for me. I would have these philosophical conversations with these middle school students and you could see their eyes light up. They want to talk about this stuff. Yeah. They want to discover themselves and all these aspects that are never even touched upon. They don't even know that they can have these conversations.
3: Yeah, they don't know where it comes from or how to start that kind of a conversation.
0: It's very sad, actually. And so I am i feel very fortunate that I am the father of my children and that I can challenge them and put these ideas in their head. Yeah. And then hopefully they'll have conversations with their people about it. And it just things.
3: expands their thought process. And even if they're sitting on a computer and go, well, this is... Something that I have a thought about. They can always then
0: research it further as right, well. Right,
3: right. It just it gives them a chance to then develop their ideas and
0: but they're not even taught how to stop and think. No. They don't even know what contemplation means. They don't. Children are not contemplative because they're not given the space and the opportunity. My son, I tell him, I go. I want to see if you can do nothing for five minutes. or within 30 seconds, he goes, I'm bored. Yeah. I go, You haven't even stopped talking. You're thinking about being bored. How could you be bored already? Yeah. It's impossible.
3: Just be there. Be, just be. Just Can't you just sit, for a while?
0: sit with yourself mm-hmm. and with your thoughts for just a minute? So we label them with ADHD and we load them up mm-hmm. with drugs and we fuck them up for the rest of their lives.
3: Yeah, and we think the drugs is going to fix it. And then oh, no, we're, we're just creating more them, mental and, illness,
0: yeah. more disconnect between each other
3: Mm -hmm. i'm so i'm very fascinated by mental like so last year i started a psychology degree at uni uh, i'm just doing it part-time as i can sort of thing but just solely for the fact that whether or not i end up ever using it at work or i get into a different career it doesn't matter
0: everybody should take a psychology class we all need to know what behaviors you can Mm -hmm. avoid based on having knowledge of how to deal with you and the rest of your people
3: and it's just fascinating like drug affected mental illness I'm not as interested in but genuine mental illness I find it fascinating just what goes through someone's head like what thought process they had makes their actions think like what are they doing that makes them think that that action is normal or all that sort of stuff it's just amazing you know
0: we have the cure for that it's, it grows out of the fucking ground. Psychotropic therapy is the future yeah. of eliminating mental illness. Have you ever done mushrooms? Nope, or, nothing,
3: okay. never, ever.
0: Okay, not well... Even ever
3: smoked, like not even a cigarette, let alone weed or anything
0: like that. So you're completely,
3: completely drug free, drug free. No, that's.
0: Yeah. I think it's cool, but this stuff was not left here for nothing. Mm. It has purpose, and we're going to find out as we. Let go of our thoughts around things that this stuff is what's going to save us from ourselves. You know, pot's becoming legal all over the country here, and, and we even made growing hemp criminal, which, to me, would give jobs to everybody on the planet because literally almost everything that we have can be made out of hemp. Oh yeah, it's one of the strongest, most durable things in the world, mm-hmm. and. This country specifically made it illegal because of its connection to cannabis. So literally I know that that one industry could feed everybody and give everybody a job, something to do. But psychotropic therapy, which is mushrooms and LSD and all these other things, these are the thing, and, and even the stuff that tribes were using, the ayahuasca, my opinion is, and they already started doing this in the 60s, this is the reset button for human beings. If you get to a point where you're so, as you are learning about schizophrenia and all these other psychotic ways that we are breaking, we can bring people back. We have to show them, number one, this is a very pedestrian two-dimensional experience we're actually having, and we're not really going deep into it because we're not exposing ourselves fully into this experience because we're too worried about making money and surviving and being oppressed, and political issues, and all these things that are so thin and boring actually that we're not even seeing through the trees, yeah. so to speak. And those other things, like the magic mushrooms that are growing out here, are little ways to remind us that this is just a drop in the bucket of what we could see if we wanna see things. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm not saying for you to go take mushrooms, yeah. but I'm just saying. This is one dimension of our existence, and we can see a lot more if we want to, but I do see that those things out there, that is the real medicine. The things that we're manufacturing and killing people with is not medicine. It's very dangerous, and we are seeing the repercussions of that. It's actually creating mental health. Much of it is. Oh, yeah. And dependency, unsafe, unhealthy dependency. And so people aren't getting cured they're just being put on another path oh, yeah. and having to deal with that. Telling kids they're ADHD, labeling all these children with all these diseases, instead of saying, "No, no, you're actually just symptomatic of a fucking sick, fucked up society." And this is what we're doing is yes. we've created you, we've created this, and you're our Buddhist teacher showing us what we've done to you. And instead of looking back at ourselves and seeing the cause, we're just going to drug you up and say it's your fault, because it's that's your problem. And fix to it. Yes. And we're okay, and you're not. Yeah. And that's part of this, like, crazy mentality that we have. And even my ex, she worked for one of the largest pharmaceutical companies, Mm -hmm. a hundred-year-old company in San Francisco who makes drugs. And, uh, you know, I don't think she ever thought for one second in her almost 20-year career That she's part of an organization that's killing people. Listen, anything that has to be a disclaimer that says, you know, may cause internal bleeding, thoughts of suicide. Have you ever heard the Latin term caveat emptor? You know what that means? It means buyer beware. Even on the operating manual for the iPhone, in very tiny letters, it says, keep the phone six inches away from your fucking skin, Mm -hmm. because it emits things that could potentially cause problems for you. Those electromagnetic waves. We are warned all the time. Yeah. Yet we st- And even the guys that we say are trying to kill us are still warning us. They're still following suit and telling us, by the way, we're selling this to you, but we're telling it's you it's not good loaded. for you and yeah. you could die from it. So if you buy it, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. We told you this was going to do this. I mean, we have no conscience around it, obviously. And because you're not calling us on us, we're not going to stop. And it's the same with governments and anything else where people are being oppressed. If you do not rise up and say no, why should they stop? Yeah. There's no reason for them to no. stop. So I think that's kind of the crux of the human condition is until we say we're going to do something differently, why should anybody stop doing what they're doing?
3: Exactly, because it's just happening that way. Like I know listening to the ads over here, everything's going to co- its going to cause... It's going to fix this problem, but it's going to give you this, 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 and this. Right, right. And you're like, well, why would I fix that problem when it's going to give me all of these that's other issues? That's right. Like-
0: and this is part of this lack of education. People are not thinking about that. People just want to feel better, and it's easy to pop a pill in your mouth oh, yeah. and maybe take six or seven other pills to deal with the things that that's going to yeah. cause. And so we've become a drugged culture. Mm-hmm. I don't mean drugs. I don't call the stuff out there even weed. Those are not drugs. What we put in ourselves that hurt us, those are drugs. Yeah. Those other things are plants. I mean, we didn't create those plants. Something else created those yeah. plants. And everything, I, I think just about everything you can find here has a use of some sort mm-hmm. that we simply haven't discovered intelligently yet because we're stuck in this other paradigm of manufacturing our experience
3: and you see like what you put all of these chemicals and god knows what else together to make this pill to make you better for whatever reason but where does that come from like at what stage they say this is what's going to fix this problem
0: well it's very scattershot anyway i have a friend andy baxter who is a medical fitness expert and he talks about this and i gave him this example of I said medicine is like a hitman at a crowded mall. He may take out a bunch of other people to get to that one person. And that's what medicine is. You may think that it targets one area, but this is a one system. Yeah. And if you attack one thing, you're attacking everything yeah. in some way. All manufactured medicine for the most part may help one thing, but it's causing other things in your body. It's unavoidable.
3: Yeah.
0: So we're still playing that game of making people sick, trying to make people better. Oh,
3: for sure. Which we is nuts. even think like Panadol or something like that. Like, is it is it really working? Or is it just the, you think you've taken it, all right, my headache's now gone.
0: Even the placebo effect, we should be really using more of that. Mm-hmm, and allowing sure. the mind to do the healing. And it's okay to have a little trickery. Or at least teach people... How to fake themselves out into healing themselves. Okay, I'm going to do an experiment with you. Do you know who Eckhart Tolle is? No, I do not. He wrote a book called The Power of Now. Okay. Very powerful book. So, think about your right hand. Yeah. When you feel something in your right hand, raise your left hand. Okay. Okay. Now, think about your left Mm -hmm. foot. When you feel something in your left foot, raise your right hand. What did you just do just now?
3: I, like, focused on that one area.
0: But what overall did you just do? What fucking magic human thing did you just do that nobody will ever show you again and nobody would have showed you if I didn't show you? You moved your own fucking energy Uh at will. Wherever you wanted to. Yeah. Which means, if it takes 15,000 hours to be genius at something... What could you potentially do based on the little bit of exercise you just did that you got instant results with?
3: Yeah,
0: it's infinite. Yeah, I have no idea what you could do. You could move fucking mountains. We're not taught anything. We're not shown anything. I did this in a middle school leadership class, and at the end of the class, there was a round table with... A bunch of boys sitting around and they put a piece of popcorn in the middle of the table and collectively tried to move it if they practiced it they yeah. would have fucking moved it yeah. so this is what I mean by we're not serving each other we're not showing each other how incredibly powerful we are and if you can do that that means you can heal yourself and that means that that energy is pushed out of your body you can heal somebody else you can do things. It just shows that we have an immense responsibility for an unlimited power source we have that we have no concept of at all. We have no idea. No one ever would have shown that to you and even you know it now, you may forget about it and never think about it again, but have use for that in the future, even in your own work, even in how you approach an assailant or anybody that you can actually take your thoughts and manipulate how that person is feeling or thinking in any moment and change the scenario. How amazing is that? Yeah.
3: Like, just the the power of, like, your own mind. Distance that it can potentially go. Yes.
0: And it's been proven. There's a movie called I Am. You ever heard of it? No. Oh, it's great. You should find it. One of the most successful young Hollywood directors in the history of comedy did all of Jim Carrey's movie. Ace Ventura did all these movies. He had a bike accident, bicycle, and uh, he thought he was going to die. And he was in the hospital for a long time. He wasn't recovering. He gave pretty much everything up on a journey to find out what true happiness is. And went all over the world and made this fantastic movie. And this one part where he goes into an organization called heart Math. And they literally can measure the energy that comes off of your body wow. and off of your heart literally just with an oscilloscope putting they put the sensor in a little petri dish of yogurt Mm -hmm. and they put him in front of this petri dish and they asked him questions and the question was something like have you spoken to your attorney today and you could see the whole thing it created agitation wow and then they asked questions about love and the whole thing evened out and just so we are definitely pushing energy out of us and we are definitely have energy in us that if we are in certain level of control with makes us feel a certain way but this whole lack of education again around who and what we are and how we operate makes us susceptible to all this stuff that we're dealing with which is manipulation At a super simple psychological level, if your fundamental needs were met, if you had clean water, healthy food, a roof over your head, reasonable medical treatment, you would just do all the right things because you you have what you need. You can't make anybody happier beyond their fundamental needs anyway. That's the story of the man who's walking through the forest, and he's tired, and he's hungry, and he's wet, and he sees a little house with a little curlicue of smoke, And he sees a light in the window and he knocks on the door. Someone lets him in and they give him warm clothes. And he sits by the fire and has a meal and a place to sleep. And that person cannot be made any happier with anything else. But we're all looking for something more. Yeah. And it's because we're not getting those needs met. So we think that it's more than that. We think we need things, but it's not things our mental health is based on us having just our basic needs yeah, exactly. and so these people that are living on the street are taking care of their own basic needs which are not being met in an obscure sad way because it's not supported by their community they're the outcasts when in fact they're going to be the new person yeah. that we're all going to end up becoming when something really shitty happens and we have to take care of each other. Okay, that's my speech. Okay. up <laughs> there. So this is what I subject people to depending on how long they're in the car. <laughs> it's
3: fine by me. I'm
0: enjoying our time together. I don't think I've ever not enjoyed my time with anybody in the that's car. That's good. Even drunk, fucked up people. Yeah. I still enjoy my time with and them. And you know
3: what? Sometimes you can get really good in-depth conversations out of drunk people. Yes, you can. They're at their most like vulnerable. Yes. And they will tell you everything.
0: Some things are a little harder to hear than others. I
3: understand. Sometimes.
0: Yes, but yes, it is amazing. And when they know they're not being judged. All right, we're getting really close. I
3: can't believe how like pointy the top of that mountain. It's is. pretty
0: wild looking. Yeah. Actually. Here's what I like. It looks foggy. I love the layers of, oh, yeah. of how you can see the density mm-hmm. of things.
3: It's It looks like crazy. Even when I went to the post office yesterday to um, send myself some food along. And I looked out their window while I was waiting to get served. And, yeah, all you could look at is over the mountains. And you could just see the layers and layers.
0: And you didn't even make it downtown, downtown? You were three blocks away? You didn't go into the plaza area? Nope. Oh, my god. I
3: had, like all of my food, so I shipped myself, I went to the post office, sent my food drops, off, yeah. yep. and then I'd already had like, I'd already eaten lunch on my way down, and I had food to have for dinner, and I was like, you know, I'm just so exhausted, so I still kind of haven't caught up from like sleep and everything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. and I haven't been sleeping the best, because I think I've just been thinking like, okay, I've got to do this, 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 this and this right. today, so it just plays on my mind, so um, I was like, no, I'm just going to night all of my stuff organized
0: it's a super cute town yeah that you were in i like we'll amazing people come town. from all over the world every year because it's not only super cute but we have world-class theater there
3: i saw is it like the shakespeare festival or something yes like that? yeah i saw it on Oh, it must be the um, you know how you get like the books inside the hotel and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I must have just been flicking through it, and yeah, it came up that it was the Shakespeare Festival. So I'm like, well, that's kind of cool.
0: It is incredible. The only other place in the world that has as good a Shakespeare festival is in England. Oh
3: wow!
0: You know, because that's where that guy's from. Yeah,
3: I do love Shakespeare.
0: Yeah, I mean, incredible, relatively expensive, but. Uh, Literally people come from all corners of the world wow. just to see plays and come every year.
3: Maybe spend a lot of money I decide to do this again. Yes. And go south to Crater Lake. Yes.
0: I will have to you will. Then again. you'll see Crater Lake and mm-hmm. see the town. Bring a camera with you? or Yeah, just I've got my it? GoPro
3: in my yeah, bag. Nice. like, you know what? I wouldn't use it because I'd have to stop, get it out of my bag. Pain in the ass. Use it, put it back in my bag, then keep going. Whereas at least my GoPro is in like a little pocket on my side straps. So
0: I'll have it right there. I'm a pro photographer. Time. I sold mm-hmm. all my shit before I left for Thailand. Mm-hmm. Everything I own pretty much. And uh, I bought a little Sony point-and-shoot, mm-hmm. very powerful camera, did an incredible job. Yeah. If you know how to use it. Well that's oh it, man. It's like anything. To note four. Oh uh, yeah. Holy shit, dude. This camera on this thing mm-hmm. is fucking amazing. Yeah. Really even the phone I had before this last year took even better pictures mm-hmm. than this. Like the color at Crater Lake, I took pictures of Crater Lake. Breathtaking. Yeah. Literally breathtaking.
3: So... Here's my other
0: opinion. We should all have the same shit that works great. Yeah. There should not be degrees of quality. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have the best computer, the best phone, the best everything. There's no reason for all these levels of competition. Yeah. It's foolishness. Yeah, goes, well,
3: you've got that, but I've got better because I've got this one. Well, and, go, and oh. that
0: competition is what creates...
3: Unhealthy.
0: It's very unhealthy. And even the fact that we have competitive sports, mm-hmm. very unhealthy. Anytime that you're trying to beat somebody else, that's a fight. Yeah. And fighting is not good for us. there's always going
3: to be a loser.
0: That's right. And we can't afford to have losers because those are the people that are sleeping on the street that we call losers Yeah. because they fell through the cracks of society. Yeah, that's, again, this is part of our fundamental education. This whole competitive thing is killing us. And I used to love sports. I used to love watching football, not soccer, but football. Yeah,
3: I'm a soccer person. And,
0: uh... (laughs) that's going to be a tough sell though that might be the hardest sell is eliminating competition and creating cooperation and collaboration instead
3: because I think it's just bred into people that to be the best like if you want something you have to be the best at what you're doing there's always going to be people who are wanting to be better than somebody else you don't have to be
0: the best just be good there's a a famous graphic designer I'm also a graphic designer Mm -hmm. named Paul Rand he said Don't try and be unique. Just try and be good. Yeah. We're already unique. We all, seven billion people have fucking different thumbprints. How can that be possible? That's so amazing in itself. Look at us how we're portrayed in like science fiction movies. We're all wearing the same outfit. We're not eating meat. We're vegans pretty much. So we're being portrayed actually as reasonable beings in the future. And since art imitates life imitating art, it's probably how we're going to end up is whatever we see like the flip phones the Star Trek phones that's what we started with cell phones so if I look at at science fiction not the dystopic shit but just keeps reminding us that we're going to have to like the Hunger Games we got to kill children to (laughs) prove a fucking point yeah but in realistic healthy science fiction we can kind of see where our future may go like we are killing this planet we may have to colonize elsewhere our species and there's people that want to do that but to me it seems like we can fix what we fucked up we just have to decide to do it now yeah and not keep faking this global warming or we have things called water shortages three quarters of this planet is water Yeah. how could that possibly be
3: how are you short on something that takes up nearly the
0: whole world that is complete insanity The fact that we've had a sun above us that is unlimited in energy potential that we have not leveraged is insane. Mm -hmm. The oceans can be generating energy, not just drinking water, but literally creating free energy for everybody. That's how I know for a fact that we are totally nuts. Yeah. It's because we literally have more than this species could ever use in a hundred lifetimes and we don't leverage it. Nope. It's nuts.
3: And no one's thought, no one's even had that thought process.
0: Well they have. This just tells you that maybe 1% of the planet is talking about things yeah. you and I are talking about. Evolution is merely an increase in numbers of awareness of people having this conversation and then taking this conversation and putting it into action. Like I say, if we spent the energy that we spend in training people in the military to kill, to love each other, oh my God, I mean, I I can't even imagine. can't imagine with that effort, if you just divert that to something else, how quickly we could recover from our illness, really. Maybe
3: one day.
0: Well, I hope. I mean, uh, I'm not an optimist, I have no faith in us at all based on our previous behavior. But I have hope because if these words are coming out of my mouth, it can be done. If I can think about it, if you can think about anything, you can do it. Mm. So if I think that we could change the way we approach what we do, then of course we can. That's all. That's how powerful we are.
3: And if you're thinking about it, it means that somebody else is going
0: to... Of course. So now it's a numbers game. And it's a willingness to want to do it. But in the meantime, I'm going to have a really good time and smoke a lot of weed <laughs> and, uh, you know, drive people around a little more and uh, go to Thailand. And
3: Is it legalized in Oregon?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it falls out of the sky in Oregon. Yeah, I
3: thought when I was on the bus yesterday, I was like,
0: I can definitely smell it. (laughs) We're in the infancy stages of discovery still. We're still babies. You know, I look at us evolutionarily like 12-year-old boys who just want to jerk off and play games. Yeah. And so that's fine. I I see where we are. We're in love with the technology more than each other, which is the problem. We actually love this phone Mm -hmm. more than I love my neighbor. That's mental illness right there so as soon as we change our priorities of what is important everything will change Yeah. on a path of discovery and that are leveraging this beautiful mm-hmm. you're going to be walking in that shit yeah. man and it's going to be quiet and it's just going to be you mm-hmm. and your thoughts and your feelings yeah. and and uh, i actually spoke to a woman who uh survived breast cancer in three weeks before she found her breast cancer, she did exactly what you're doing. Wow. She was totally afraid. She had someone drop her off in the middle of nowhere. She was <laughs> petrified her first night. And by the third day, she was skinny dipping and yeah. could not believe the connection she had with her environment. Yeah,
3: just with what's natural, what is What we came with. Yeah. Nothing was,
0: we made. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. made for us so we can have some fun, you know. Yeah. And nature is always going to be a major cure for our problems.
3: Because it's so natural and perfect.
0: It's perfect. Mm -hmm. The trees are asking nothing of us. The flowers ask nothing. The mountains ask us to do nothing. Everything is here for us, free of charge. Mm -hmm. And has been. I
3: don't doubt that I'll probably be very scared tonight if my first night out here.
0: Uh, but maybe now that we've talked about it, maybe you'll be a little less.
3: I think, I, yeah, I think I'll be...
0: I think you're going to be fine, actually. Yeah. You're going to enjoy yourself.
3: Oh, I can't wait.
0: Like. You'll sleep like shit, I'm sure. Yeah. But that will change over the next several nights, yeah. too. Actually, the whole thing is you just hike so much you're exhausted. You that's have to thinking. sleep. Yeah. You don't even have I'll a just choice. i out because yeah.
1: I'll be that exhausted.
0: And that's what everybody tells me. That's pretty much what happens. Only 37 more minutes? That's the beauty of these rides. They go really fast. Oh, yeah. we're chatting, man. Yeah. We're engaged.
3: And it's just like, look at all this to look at. It's it's so easy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would go, I would do this run every week. No problem, actually. It's
3: just so like, there's just nothing there. It just goes and goes and goes. It
0: just keeps going, yeah.
3: And like, no one's thought, you know what, let's come in and knock it all down because we need to build more infrastructure or anything like that. It's just as it was as it should be. Right.
0: Well, again, we're going to end up out there because that's going to be the last bastion of our soul is it's the last thing that will accept us is the thing that asks nothing of us. Yep. You know, that's why again, you didn't see the park, but our park is like that. Really? Yeah. It goes all the way to Mount Ashland. You can literally hike all the way to the mountain. It's pretty spectacular. And one of my favorite parts of that town.
3: Definitely have to make sure it's on my list of places.
0: So, what is there in Australia as far as that goes?
3: We have the Blue Mountains, which is probably the most popular one, Um, and that goes up to like it's it's it. The Blue Mountains itself is quite a touristy attraction, but then they've got like tons and tons of tracks and trails. Yeah. Camping. Does it look like this? Uh, Not so much. No, it's like a lot more up in the mountains, and then you kind of like go down into it a lot more um but i don't know it's very it, like our foresty areas just feel different like we do have forests and like other national parks and stuff like that but but whether or not it's the trees and stuff it just it's different hmm. i don't even know how to explain
0: you have it. deserts right
3: um yeah so in the, like the middle of australia we have a big yeah. desert yeah. yeah and you don't have other distractions like that and you right. can actually get to know the people that you're working yes. with because at the end of the day you need them to have your back as much as you need to have their back yes. and like, and,
0: in a healthy way
3: Yeah. and the more you can get to know those kind of people on like a personal level I think the more like you're more willing to put your life out there for them you know their family
0: this could be a whole new thing Yo, you're taking it. Well, you could even do it. You could be the person. It just takes one person to go. I want my fellow officers to feel better. Mm -hmm. I'm taking fucking psychology classes. I'm going for this journey. You are going to get informed on this journey.
3: One day, my dream would be to have like like a ranch style place where people who suffer from PTSD, and I suppose mainly in the police force, because it's not really something that's really that talked about right of course I would love to have a place where you can just go that's in the middle of nowhere and there's animals and just things like that that you can interact with that is just a relaxing environment whether or not there'd be people there who like actual psychologists and stuff like well, that Well, you'd have
0: mentors like, and coaches just to yeah, guide you through the experience
3: something that I don't know it just it's just not it's not talked about and it's not dealt with enough and to think of the thing and even like ex-servicemen and stuff like sure. that like and even you look at ambos as well like the ambulance officers paramedics yeah. fire even because anybody
0: who's something. seeing horrific things that have to have to do exactly. unusual human tasks something, because of yeah. us yeah should be detoxified as much as possible yeah well, maybe that's your thing, baby. That could uh, be your new thing. That's
3: what I. One day, that is what I would love to achieve.
0: Well, just I just documented <laughs> what you just said,
3: so I have proof. So in proof. ten years' time, I'll give you a call back. Like, hey, I hope do you so. That? that
0: would be the greatest phone call I could ever yeah. receive, honey. Seriously, yeah. that would be awesome just, to hear that you actually did something like that. It's
3: just it because like I, at work the other week, um, there was a guy who ended up setting himself on fire in front of a heap of cops. He ended up surviving. They had extinguishers there and they put him out and whatnot. But one of the guys in my office, and I know he's fine from it, but he, like, takes the piss, but he's like, no one at all called me to find out if I was all right from it. Because seeing someone set themselves on fire isn't the most pleasant experience. You would never hope to ever see that on Of somebody. course not. But he's like, yeah, no one at any stage thought to give... Them all the call, and usually they're supposed to. If you go to um, a job where someone suicided or something like that, we have um, part of our organization people who just call you up and just make sure you're doing alright and right. check in and so all I that can. sort of yeah. stuff. Which it should be there because you need to, like, if something happened to me, I wouldn't be the type of person that would reach out and be like, Hey, can I talk about it? Right, you need that person to come to you,
0: yes, yeah, um, support,
3: man. And yeah, when he said, like, no one called them stuff, I
2: was like, well,
3: like, you never know, that could have been the, the, the tipping point for somebody That's who, right. who's just gone, you know what, like, it's all a bit much for me now, and unfortunately, and I, have, it, I'm, I suppose it happens worldwide, is that a lot of cops just get to that stage and it's too much for them, and they... They break. Yeah, they break, and whether or not it, it, it they're around people who can then end up pulling them back, or they end up taking their own lives, like, right. it's
0: well that's it again uh, until we love each other mm-hmm. and want the best for each other we're not going to do those things nope. and people are going to fall through the cracks and die 100%. and those people have children and it's just perpetuating mm-hmm. that so their children are going to suffer with their illness yeah. and that is just going to be handed down and maybe it won't hit everybody but still, it still creates illness mm-hmm. you
3: get a horrific job and you think all the people that that and it affects right? and then it not only affects the people that are there it affects their immediate relationships as well because everybody's a
0: fucking victim to it exactly
3: everybody yeah because it. it, it the
0: whole world is feeling yeah. everything there's no you can't escape it I mean until you find your own salvation I mean you're gonna be inundated with the collective consciousness which is very sad mm-hmm. it's very sad And what kind of sleeping bag do you have?
3: Uh, I think it's like a minus, it gets up to like a minus 10, I think. Okay.
0: Um,
3: so I don't think I'll need it that
0: Probably cold. not. No. And it's got
3: like a liner for it as well that I'll
0: put in. Uh, and you have a least, nice pad.
3: Yeah, I did. I made sure I got a really That's good one. That's the ticket so. right
0: there. It's all about the pad.
3: Exactly. If I didn't have it, I would not be a happy camper.
0: No, you would, would not. Sleeping on the hard ground yeah. sucks.
3: Yeah. yeah. I did it once before I got my pad and I was like, nah, I'm getting one. I can't not have one.
0: Is it a self-deflating?
3: Uh, yeah, so it takes, I think it says it takes like 20 breaths to blow up. That's and then it's. And I was like, because I sat there and I was doing it, and I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to take that much. And I got it, and I was like, okay, that was actually 20. Um,
0: oh, it was to, true?
3: Yeah, it was exactly ah, 20. I was like, Science, sweet. I love science. Um, then to get yeah, to, like, take it back down again, it like, I like let the air out of it, and then it just ended up going down, then I
0: just rolled it back up again, and
3: it was sweet. Perfect.
0: Awesome. That's easy. And what's your food supply?
3: Um, so I have like dehydrated foods. Yeah. Um, so I've got a little jet boil. Um, and yes, yeah, so I'll have dehydrated food for dinners, breakfasts. I do have like oatmeal, but I've got like um, like the bars and stuff as well. Yeah, and then lunches. I've just got like kind of snacky food. I'm not really a lunchy kind of person, right? Um, so it's just more like and, like little trail mixes and made sure I put like chocolate and lollies in
0: there I was going to say did you put some Snickers bars in there I didn't
3: do Snickers I did m ms instead Oh ah. yeah I did read because they're like M&M's is really good chocolate because the chocolate doesn't really melt it takes a right. long time for it to melt ah. I like, ah. Interesting. I never thought of it something that's like that
0: that's good so, I yeah. never thought of that either yeah. I never heard anybody else say that
3: yeah. Because so, they mostly
0: carry Snickers bars. A, a
3: lot of people are really big on Snickers. So I was going to get some, but I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll wait till like my next stop and then get some more
0: chocolate one right. as well. Right. So. Oh my God, you're going to be such a skinny mini time, <laughs> baby with a star,
3: baby. I know. So I said, I'm like, I'm going to come back. And because everyone's like, yeah, people normally go on holidays and put on weight. And I'm like, I'm going to come you're back and I'm going to be so skinny. People aren't going to that. I'll be like having you. to like scoff down food before I come back home and stuff. My big thing in America is your mac and cheese over here is like amazing. I love mac and cheese over here. I Why? So
0: Why is it so different? Is it because I, of the cheese? Yeah, I
3: suppose so. Don't you have so. cheese? It's different. Huh. Like, I don't know. And like you can't. You know how most like restaurants will have like even sides of mac and cheese. Yeah. We don't have that. Like it's not a big. Not a demand. No, it's not a big thing over there. Um,
0: open up a mac and cheese restaurant oh, I man. I would love it. I love mac and cheese so much. <laughs> You're, That's why all the kids love it. Mm-hmm. Kids eat that for the yep. first 20 years of their life. Yep,
3: I would gladly have that every single day. That is for so funny.
0: Uh, so I'll make
3: sure I have like plenty of it. So
0: did you bring cheese. some instant mac and cheese with you?
3: I do. It's not, in, it's not in my bag now. It's in one of the packs that I get along oh, the way. Okay. So I did make sure I got some mac and cheese.
0: That's good. So yeah. Is it the deluxe that all you have to do is eat the noodles and just
3: well this one's one of the dehydrated ones oh. so i don't know how amazing it's gonna be it still looked pretty cheesy when i was like dividing it up is it from america or is it yeah it's from okay. over here All yeah right. it's from one of the it'll probably stores,
0: be better so. than anything you gonna get fresh at home
3: yeah definitely <laughs> my mom does make it for me sometimes but just not the cheese like it's not the real american cheese she just does it with that normal cheese and stuff so, so what is not... the
0: cheese you guys have
3: we just have like normal, like, I think she just puts like normal tasty cheese in it. But you know how yours is What's like. What's tasty
0: cheese? <laughs> no, it's, it's that's a, made up.
3: No, it is. Like, that's the like, that's tasty cheese. You can say cheese. tasty everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just
0: a brand name, right? It's like a cheddar cheese. Oh, ah, okay,
3: okay, yeah. okay, okay, But like, you know how yours is like that really like bright, kind of like yes. orangey yes. yellow? Yeah, ours isn't ours is like a lot like lighter colored stuff. So it doesn't probably have quite that strong, strong taste. Right. To it, I just love it. Americans love our cheese, man. I do love
0: cheese. Got cows everywhere making Mm -hmm. cheese. Yeah.
3: It's probably going to be my splurge up over here for a little while. Just getting some
0: cheese. Oh, yeah. Can't you bring some home?
3: I don't know, actually.
1: Can't you travel with
0: cheese? I'd have to double check if I can take it back
3: into the. I suppose if it's all sealed up and stuff, I suppose I can take it back. Yeah, I promised um, that I would take back Reese's pieces. Um, all that. So I, see, I, I'm not a fan of it because I don't like
0: peanut butter. Okay. But the
3: guy in sync, he's like in love with it. So I was like, all right, I'll bring you something He's some in love
0: with peanut butter? Yeah, he
3: loves
0: Reese's Pieces and yeah. stuff. So I was like, all right, I'll bring
3: you plenty back. Did you guys see E.T.? Oh, I love E.T. Okay, well, you
0: know, that's where they became famous. Really? Yeah, don't you remember when he was leaving the Reese's Pieces?
3: Yes, of course. Oh, well, that,
0: those, are, those weren't M&M's, they are Reese's Pieces, and they became very famous from that movie. Wow. Yeah.
3: It's funny how, like, a movie or something like that can make something so
0: popular. Well, you know, that's influence. Mm -hmm. That's how we do it. Definitely. Now they just need to make movies about how to think differently and (laughs) see how that works. Although, I used to be a movie guy. I used Mm -hmm. to go every week. I don't really go anymore because it's just, it's boring to me.
3: I haven't been to. Oh, I went. I saw the new Spider Man movie. And
0: before. I heard it was good.
3: It is pretty good. I felt like it went for a long time, but it was pretty good. Okay. Um, I just get dragged there. It wasn't my own choice, but it was a good movie. But before that, I haven't been to a movie in like probably over a year.
0: I just, did go to see Wonder Woman with my kids. Oh
3: yeah, was that any good?
0: I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh-huh. What What was interesting to me was Wonder Woman uh, was played by an Israeli woman.
3: Yeah, and she's gorgeous as well. Gorgeous, yeah. she, she
0: did a great job, but on my show I made a, a little deal out of it thinking, okay, was this a political move? Oh, yeah,
3: okay. I
0: mean, not trying to add any conspiracy uh-huh. to it or anything, but just like, I thought it was interesting that in the midst of all this difficulty we're having uh-huh. with the Middle East, that we opted to make Wonder Woman an Israeli woman. Yeah.
3: True, yeah. I guess. You never know, like the... People always come out with different conspiracy theories for different, like, movies and, like, different ideas behind it. And you never know. You could be
0: unspoken. First of all, the word conspiracy automatically discredits possibility of truth. Yeah, exactly. So, it's just the language that makes one appear nuts, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Yeah. I mean, even the whole thing with 9-11, of conspiracy theorists. Yeah. It's like, no, can't we just look at what we know for sure uh-huh. and then come to some kind of hypothesis based on that. There's never
3: going to be one solid answer to what happened. Of course not.
0: Because. But there's some reasonable hypothesis around things based on facts that we know.
3: And you you can always have a few, like you don't have to have just the one hypothesis on what happened. You can have multiple. Of course. The people who really know what happened are unfortunately dead.
0: Most of them and those that speak are discredited yeah. and said that they're nuts.
3: Exactly.
0: And maybe they kill themselves. Exactly. Do you believe in UFOs?
3: I don't know. Hey, I...
0: I took a picture of one. Really? No, no doubt. There's no doubt about it. I was on. A, I was taking pictures behind the scenes for a movie we were shooting in Ashland. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice it until I looked at the pictures. But I had taken a picture of a background with a bunch of clouds. And there it was. You can see it a little trans, transparent in the first shot and then the second shot, there it was, wow. sitting there. And somehow the picture became low res and I couldn't, oh, couldn't no. use it. But no, there's no doubt that I, I know that there's, there's no way we're alone here. It's
3: there a, has to be something more than...
0: No, they're super high, yeah. you know, intelligent, Yeah. whatever they are, like, I can know that this forms. world
3: is pretty complex like what we live on at the moment the planet we live on is pretty complex and it's like
0: full on but surely we can't be the only one no and we can, We only have a certain purview even into the universe that we can't see other galaxies and things we have no idea what's out there no idea and we would be completely ignorant to think that we are the only being sitting out here and clearly there's things that have happened there's conspiracy like Area fifty one and all these other things. that I've even spoken to ex military people that said, No, no, I've seen the aliens. Mm-hmm. We captured people and, wow. and and they were dead and things and stuff, so I mean you know, like that. The truth is unpopular. We would much rather subscribe to we'll even kill each other over stories that we mm-hmm. can't prove versus the absolute truth of natural law that is right in front of our oh, face. And knuckleheads. You guys use the term knucklehead in Australia?
3: Yeah. Do
0: you? Yeah. Wow. Look at that.
3: There is still snow up there. Yeah. I thought I saw it when
0: I flew. Wow. In. You are going to have so much I fun, know. man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you might be doing some crying out there, oh, too. Yeah. yeah. Some release. Serious release. I think release. so, yeah. It's good. You get a cleanse on. Exactly.
3: That's what I'm hoping
0: for. Literally, yes, you're going to unburden yourself from a lot of pre-imposed conditioning. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be so available for everybody after you're done. Exactly. And you're, you'll be thinking differently. Yeah,
3: that's what I'm thinking. About. Everything that's happened before now just seems so...
0: Well, it'll be right over. It. Yeah. It doesn't just not, matter now. No. Everything you do going forward is what matters. Mm-hmm.
3: Everything I've been through, it's just going to be like a small part in what's gotten me to where I am I Right.
0: That's fine. I mean, still love who you were, mm-hmm. but let go
3: Yeah.
0: and it's time to move on. Exactly. And be by yourself.
3: And I think it's important to be by yourself sometimes. Cause it we, is. We really surround ourselves with people all the time and then kind of don't really know what to do when you are by yourself right like you're so reliant on okay let's make a decision on what we're gonna go have for well, dinner well that's codependency make man. that decision yourself now. Yeah. like you are only ever reliant on yourself why if, well, this if you is can, why
0: people are in bad relationships yeah if you
3: can be so reliant on yourself and able to be comfortable by yourself then why yeah why? you're not gonna feel the need to be with someone being with somebody. That's right.
0: I love being alone. I don't understand the concept of lonely, honestly. And I know so many people who are lonely and it's very sad. She's doing her hike. (laughs) Yes, sir. She's smiling.
3: Yeah. Well, there's
0: the trailhead right there.
3: Oh really? Yeah. Then I'll just jump out over here, so it starts over there. Yeah. Sweet.
0: Yeah, there's the resort right here. So That's you want to just get out here. Come
3: from. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Alrighty. Well, here
0: let me. I want to do this. Let's okay. Go back around. Oops. Pacific Crest Trailhead. Yep.
3: Yep. I'm gonna
0: have to. Get oh my goodness. Well, here let's drive up here to the edge to the no parking beyond this point. Yes. All right. Oh. Okay, here we are. This is the Pacific Crest Trailhead. <laughs> oh my god, she's leaving!
3: I'm so nervous right now.
0: It's not, Oh, it's so awesome <laughs> that you are.
3: I think if I wasn't, I'd be concerned. You're doing it!
0: Well, that's the show. So fun to hang out with these people. They're very gregarious, and they are friendly, and they're feeling good, and hopeful and it's just a pleasure to you know pick them up and cruise around with them and chat it up with them it's just fun Uh, as far as Val and the kids and and buddy the dog everybody seems good i brought them burritos and uh zoe came out and hung out and uh, we had some laughs and uh, chatted and raised our voices and and had a good time it's good to have them back Val even brought me back a little gift of uh, some uh, deli, stuffed uh, olives, you know, just super thoughtful, and, uh, and I appreciated that. You know, other than that, it's all pretty groovy. I enjoy doing this different kind of a show. I like recording in the taxi. It's fun. It's easy. I just have to remember that I have to look when I press that record button. I have to make sure that counter is going, because... I've done that a couple times where I press the button and, and the counter's not going. but it seems to be working. I just have to pay attention to what I'm doing. Pay attention. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, show number 15. I appreciate knowing that there are some people listening. I would do it anyway, even if nobody was listening. And I do do it knowing not knowing who and how many are listening at this point. I have no idea, but it's a grand time for me, and uh, I hope it's a good time for you. Please, take good care of yourself. It's important. Go for a walk. You don't have to walk, you know, thousands of miles, but if you're in relatively good shape, you should walk wherever you can, as much as you can, whenever you can. Much love to you, and word to your mother's uncle. To find out more about Hiker Rhino and her cause to save the rhinos in South Africa, visit her online at hike4rhinos.com. And to find out more about the Pacific Crest Trail, visit pcta.org.
2: I am Citizen 44.